Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of his age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for the lust. Blindly passing, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his fire. Father, praise your name and we thank you, Father, and we praise you, Jesus, for being our advocate, our friend, and praying for us and having the cloud of witnesses pray for us. We need all the prayer that we can give. We need to pray for one another. We need to ask our Father, Father, we just pray in Jesus' name that you will forgive us all, every single listener of this program. Just forgive us all of our sins, please, in the name of Jesus. Wash us clean, cleanse us, and make us whiter than snow through the multitude of your tender kindness and loving mercy father we just pray in jesus name that you will cleanse us and totally purify us purify our hearts our minds our body our our flesh our soul our spirits father god just you know wipe out and blot out all iniquity and sin from our our record keeping books in heaven and our robe and gown in heaven just cleanse them with your blood your holy fire father we just praise you for the days that we're in right now we thank you that as we see uh the the biblical end times timeline continuing to uh move forward uh many of us are you know going through different you know trials and tribulations and struggles and and those of us who aren't at, at any given time should be spending and you know more time on our knees before you, Father, praying for one another, and we just pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you will anoint us with a Holy Spirit-filled gift of wisdom and knowledge, Father, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, and just fill us with the presence of your your Holy Spirit at all times. Deluge us with an overflowing uh, a cup of your love and faith, Father God, to be able to continue in the days that we're in right now and stand strong and not be led down a path of great discouragement and depression as is so uh, simple to, and easy to fall into uh, during, you know, the ups and the downs that are associated with this walk and our, and our ability to be able to see the things that are happening across the world, which of course uh, is a heavy, heavy burden for anyone, anyone in this earth to have to, to carry with them. And Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus for these anointings, these outpourings. For, we're asking for not just a double portion, not just a triple portion. We're asking you for as much as you are, you are 
are willing. Uh, we're asking, you know, in accordance with Matthew 19, 26, for with God all things are possible. And we're asking you, Father, for a greater anointing, a greater outpouring, a greater touch of your spirit upon us uh, than we have ever experienced in our entire lives to strengthen us in our pursuits, whatever it is that we're trying to do to make our walk uh, more uh, profitable to the kingdom of our uh, awesome Jesus, uh, we ask you to uh, just pour that out upon us, whether it be physical health, whether it be strength, whether it be more time to get up and pray in the morning, whether it be uh, you know uh, more peace and tranquility in our in our daily lives and our walk and more or more uh, uh, you know uh, job security in, in a unbelievably tumultuous period that uh, the world is going through with the ups and downs of the various reports, the S and P 500 being down 20 percent and possibly going down even further. Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus for this, this divine protection around each and every one of us. We, de- we declare in the name of Jesus, your holy fire to surround us, that any entity of the darkness, no matter what type of entity that it is, or worker of Satan, or member of a witch coven that attempts to set their wills against us, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, we declare the holy fire of God to launch down from the glory pillar and to burn them in the screaming agony at the very moment that they try to come against us or our loved ones. We completely tear up all demonic contracts. We dissolve any demonic agreements that are against us. We declare in Jesus' name for the dispatch of uh, a platoon of warrior angels on a search and destroy mission on each one of our behalfs to go out and ferret out all attempts to come against us, either direct or indirect, to shut down and close down all portals. We declare the fire of God to weld the portals shut in Jesus' name, and we command in the name of Jesus these demons of darkness that would attempt to come against us into the pit. Hallelujah. We praise your holy name for the days that we are in right now. We thank you for strengthening us so that we are able to serve you in a more great and awesome capacity. And, and, and we ask you, Father, for that anointing to be uh, uh, persistent and very, um, uh, you know, that we're able to perceive it and walk in it uh, throughout this entire next week. We're just asking you for the joy of the Lord Jesus Christ to be poured out upon us like, um, like, like just, just beyond our, comp- uh, just so far beyond our comprehension that we're just like, wow, thank you, Father, for a wonderful week and that we end up uh, ha- having, you know, just 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 a walk this week that is just so anointed that we we, we don't even understand, you know, the, the 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 glory that is associated with our serving you, Father. Let us let us make a shift this week. Let us have that anointing this week in Jesus name. Teach us how to walk in the in the gifts of the Holy Spirit this week, Father, in such a manner that that we we come out on the other end just absolutely in uh supercharged in in our uh desire to be able to serve the kingdom in a in a magnanimous way far greater than we have been able to thus far strengthening us beyond our comprehension and filling us with your joy in the mighty name of the lord jesus we pray amen hallelujah Watch and pray For I would come for you one day I gave you my word so you would know The time I'd come 
and take you home. It's time for you to look around. The signs I gave for coming down. God, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I, I'm feeling kind of alone tonight. Um, I usually have a little uh, bit of, uh, you know, coaching uh, from uh, Sister Vera up in Ontario, but I guess Roger's internet must be down. Our communication must be down again. Who knows? Uh, but uh, for all of you, a shout out to all of you. God bless you, everyone, all the listeners out up in Canada. I know we have a lot. Uh, all over the place, really, and uh, you know, New, even New, you know, as far away as uh, New Zealand. Wow, that's like flip a flip the whole world around. It's the opposite side, uh, Australia and everything. Although, um, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, Sister Vera is missing in action tonight. So that uh, I I don't know if that means that Rogers is down again. Although it could just be uh, family challenges and stuff like that. But she's you know. So anyway, so I'm flying blind. Uh, I do not know if I I have no sound uh, verification. Um, you know, usually she uh, from up there uh, will uh, text message me and let me know if uh, the sound and everything is going good and, you know, that kind of confirmation and stuff. But anyway, not tonight. So um, uh, I'll just believe everything is going to be operating in faith, uh, you know, and uh, and that's cool. That's cool. Praise God. Um, we're also flying a little bit in faith tonight, you know, because the world is taking people's lives over. I, I You wouldn't believe the, the diversities of uh, the various types of trials and tribulations and problems and things that people are having um i mean i'm getting emails uh things like um my sister and her whole family are down because you know or have you know please pray uh you know stage four such and such cancer or whatever and it's heartbreaking and so of course i'm praying for that um you know husbands and wives breaking up um you know especially in the case where the person is really dedicating that that's what happened to me actually uh where i really went after the lord with all of my might and uh that that didn't set well with my current ex-wife so of course she told me uh you know she had to go so anyway um uh you know but you've got that then you've got these you know other dynamics that are happening like uh house problems and 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 fires and families and and people in the hospital and uh just just it's just amazing to me i i'm i'm flabbergasted <laughs> I'm just mind blown. Uh, so, you know, my job, of course, is to spend more time. Okay, uh, sounds good uh, from Debbie. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Debbie. You are a officially uh, uh, and dutifully assigned uh, the, the the new duty of being my email confirmation person from Pittsburgh. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'll take it any way I can get it. Right, kids? You'll take it that way, too. All right. Yeah. 
hey, you know what? We got to you got you got to take what you're you're going to be able to get because you know um uh, it's it, you know when you're doing a recorded podcast and that's all you do. There are some there are a lot of advantages to doing that. I mean, if you set up yourself up a little podcast studio and you know you do a little bit of video or whatever the case is, and you're doing a bit shoot show or whatever it is that you are doing in the form of a podcast, if you're pre-recording it, it and and in your own studio environment with your own equipment. 100% your own equipment, you know, end to end. Um, there are, un, they're just the the number of advantages for doing that are you can't really articulate them all. There are just so many. You could write a book on all the advantages of doing it that way. Doing it this way has some somewhat minor advantages in a sense that you know a lot of the you know blog talk radio handles a lot of the stuff that uh you would normally have to handle on your own if you were doing it in your you know 100 percent with your own equipment so they share it's kind of like a shared deal where they you know blog talk radio handles a lot of you know they they make the podcast you know we just connect up to it uh, bring on the guests we get phone lines that's very. That's kind of a pain to do if you're doing it out of your own home and you're only doing your own one-way podcast kind of thing like a YouTube thing, uh, setting it up so that uh, people can talk to you. Thank you, Justin. God bless you. I see your email. Um, uh, you know, uh, and, and, and I, I really appreciate it. I, it. It's nice because otherwise I'm just talking into a microphone in a dark room and I'm going to myself, I don't even know. You know, one time I did a whole show, uh, a whole, an entire show. It was like three hours long and nothing happened. There was no podcast. There was no recording. Nobody heard a thing. I was getting emails from people, and they were going like, "What happened to the show on Wednesday? Night? What happened? To, what, what? What? You know? What? What? Dude, what? You know?" And I was like, "Going, what do you mean? What happened to the show? I did the whole show. I had to, you know, and all this kind of. I was like, then I go and I look, and you know, log back in, and I take a second look, and I'm like, no, 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 that can't be right. Maybe this is just a glitch because that happens all the time. And then I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, I did a three-hour show." The show wasn't there. (laughs) There was no show. So it's like really weird in the sense, you know, that when you're doing, you know, when you're doing your own podcast and your own recording and your own equipment in a contained area, uh, there are major advantages. Because if you're in a really crummy mood, say you're in a really crummy mood. Do we, does anybody out there get in a crummy mood? Let's hear a praise offering for Jesus if you ever get in a crummy mood. I mean, come on. I like to refer to this program as applied Christianity. You know what I mean? You go, you go to church to be – if you do go to church, you go to church really to just kind of – I don't know. It's not reality. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I mean, it really isn't. Okay. It just isn't, uh, you know, so, uh, it, 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 it's, it's great. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good, you know, advantages and disadvantages and, uh, that's fine. Praise Jesus. But, um, but the really, the pursuit of our Lord in our relationship and our walk with him is a personal one. It's part of what we do. It's what we do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, every single day, that's our relationship. You know, that's where we grow in Christ. Praise God. And and, and that's really going to, I believe, that's going to ultimately separate. That's going to be a big separating criterion uh, for uh, the those who make the barley harvest. I believe it's the works that you're doing right now, the things that you're doing for the Lord, how much prayer that you're putting in. Prayer prayer is a wonderful ministry, probably the greatest ministry of all time, and, and given the, the least amount of uh, recognition by the earthly people and the people of the church. Uh, I'm not I'm not saying that people in the church don't pray. I'm just saying that they don't put enough emphasis on it at the pulpit. Okay, I just that's just been my experience, and I think it's other people's as well. But it is I I believe bar none the 
greatest, the greatest service that we can do for, for our Lord Jesus and for the kingdom and for the people of the earth. All right. I really, I mean, it's so reflective of Isaiah forty three twenty five, where our father says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgression for my own sake. And I will not remember your sins. Keep me in remembrance and let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. It's talking about the courts of heaven. It's talking about the power of our prayer. Matthew 18, 18. Uh, you know, uh, that which is bound on earth is bound in heaven. That which is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. Okay, First uh, Peter uh, 2, 9, you know, where it says that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. It doesn't say you're going to become a royal priesthood. It's not what it says. It says you are right now. The thing is, the church doesn't teach us these things. It doesn't teach us the power. You know, Ephesians 3.20, you know, uh, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works. Where's the power at? Where's the power at? Well, it's right there. I was looking at a little mini Bible study. Uh, you know, I, got, I get these from Olive Tree or whatever. You know, I get them from a bunch of different places. But, you know, oh, no, no, no. This one wasn't a – this one was from Heartland or Heart something. But anyway – uh, and it was a little mini Bible, little, little verse study on Ephesians 3.20, and it leaned really heavily on the very beginning of, the, of that scripture or that passage. Now to him is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. And it talks all about how awesome Jesus is and how he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think and how wonderful this is and how just multidimensional and awesome. And it just goes on and on and on and on and on. Never even mentions the most important part of that scripture. That's my uh, that's my G two pen here. It's a, what's this? A, this is a black one dot bold. I love these things. But anyway, um, uh, think about it. According to the power that works in us, huh? Why is it that 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 churchianity does this fabulous job of pointing out lots of great scriptures, but they miss every time? The most important part of the scripture. I remember when the Lord showed me that, where it was just one of those moments where it just like the scripture just jumped off the page. According to the power that works in us. That's what's important about that scripture. The first part is just setting up the second part. Not him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. <laughs> yes, Jesus, well, he's God, you know, hey, you know, it's almost like stating the obvious, but it's calling out this, the significance, the absolute astonishing, amazing power of God, Three. according to the power that works in us. You know, it, it's it's one thing to be out there doing, you know, this, that, or the other thing for the Lord, or preaching this, or preaching that, or preaching the end times, or pointing out things that are happening in the Middle East, or whatever it is that you're doing for the Lord. But it's just what I find to be woefully absent from Christianity and Christianity's teachings. I don't care. You know, it's just so rare. It's just not being done properly. And that is to enable the saints to understand who they are. To, to, to enable us to understand who we are, what our mission is, how to accomplish that mission, and also to be able to articulate with some reasonable, uh, you know, with some, oh, in a manner that other people can say, hey, that's me. I'm going through that same kind of a problem myself. I, I feel that way myself. I get depressed sometimes when I look at all the news. I'm just like, I can't take this stuff anymore. I, you know, I get, I'm not, you know, I'm just using these as anecdotal examples, but I'm just saying. 
You know, that's why I call it like to call it applied Christianity, because I don't think anybody does that out there. And, and, and what I definitely see an absence of and I have seen for decades is nobody tells us it, it's so rare that that people who we are, who are we? Who are we? That is so important. If you understand who you are, you become, you know, uh, the public enemy number one of Satan himself. You know, people that just do manby-pamby prayer and they don't understand spiritual warfare, they don't understand what the power that you have been given, that the fact that you are actually part of the Godhead. You know, there's so many people out there that are so ignorant about how uh, the word of God that they would actually call me some kind of heretical whatever, uh, you know, because I would say that we are part of the Godhead. But we are. How in the world can we have died in Christ and, you know, it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Okay, Jesus Christ, who is what? The begotten, the, the, the only begotten son of our heavenly father. I and the, uh, you know, he said, I and the father are one, John 1030. That is an amazing thing to say. And then that we're told that we have died in Christ and it was no longer us who lives, but Christ who lives in us. There's life and death and the power of the tongue. That which is bound on earth is bound in heaven. We, you know, we, we, are, we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Okay, if we get these things and we understand who we are, we can stomp on the devil. We can take over this situation that, 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 that brings us down and, and, and shoves us into states of depression and gets us all bummed out throughout the week. And we're just like, oh, no, what was me and everything else. And, 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 and it constantly, I, I really need to be awakened myself regularly on this. I have to remember that time when I was boo-hoo-hooing, and I was, I boo a lot, and I was like on my knees, and you know, my, it seemed to me that my whole world was collapsing at that time. I was under a lot of attack, right? It was actually people that were internal to the ministry that were working with me in the ministry back in 2010, 20, or I'm sorry, it was like more like 2012, 2013, that kind of stuff, and, and I was getting attacked. Uh, it, was, uh, it was an inside attack, kind of like 9-11, right? But anyway, um, and, and, and things were just, it was just unbelievable, and I couldn't believe it was happening, and I was getting attacked from another Christian radio show imagine that and they were they were coming after my job and I, I was like I was like thinking to myself I'm doomed I'm gonna I'm gonna have no job I'm not gonna be able to get reemployed because you know right now everybody's you know you can't you can't even do a background check nowadays without without them wanting to look at your social media posts and everything else under the sun Thank you, Jesus, that the Lord placed upon my heart to use the, the nom de plume of Johnny Baptist back then, because I, I did it because I was afraid. I did it because I didn't know who I was in Christ. And then it, it was years later that I was under so many attacks, and I was like thinking to myself, I'm doomed, I'm doomed, I'm doomed, you know, because I'm thinking in the flesh, and I'm on my knees, and I'm crying out to God, what am I going to do, what am I going to do? And I was so distraught, and I got up, and I'm, I've told, you know, if you've heard me tell this testimony before, I'm sorry, you know, for repeating myself, but it merits repeating for those who may have not have heard it. But I was, I, I can't tell you how distraught I was. I was blown away distraught. I could barely function. I was literally, my hands were shaking. I was freaking out so bad. And I got up from my prayer chair and I bought a special pillow and all that kind of stuff. You know, one of those foam ones that you can do, get on your knees because I'm, I'm getting older. And I, you know, some people can't even get on their knees anymore. They're so old. And I, I guess that's right around the corner for me, I suppose. But anyway, um, uh, and I got up, you know, it was just, I'm tears just rolling down my eyes and I'm just in such despair. And I'm on my way uh, to go start my work day. And I open up the, you know, the, the bedroom door and um, I'm walking I'm right in the, the, the passageway, you know, walking into the hallway, and I heard the Lord say to me, do you know who I am? 
Now you got to understand. I mean, you got to kind of get the whole picture. You got to see the tears. Just my whole face just deluged in tears. Just, I mean, I hadn't even wiped it off. I needed, you know, uh, uh, you know, some hankies and everything else. I was a mess. That's how distraught I was. And I'm like opening the door and I'm walking out of my bedroom and I'm like, all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> boom, and I hear, "Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am?" And I'm thinking to myself. Oh, my gosh. You know, I was thinking to myself, what a slap in the face. To have the Lord ask me if I even know who he is. What a slap in the face. It was it wasn't like a slap in the face to me from God. It was it was it was kind of that. But it was like more like I felt like I slapped the Lord in the face. Because when we're walking around in despair and we're in a, just a terrible, miserable mood and we're afraid we're going to lose our job tomorrow and we're afraid of this and afraid. Now, it isn't that we're not supposed to pray. That's the thing. So if you're not a praying person and something bad happens to you, then you know what? I'm just straight. I'm shrugging my shoulders. I'm looking at you and I'm shrugging my shoulders because we are told we must pray. We are told we must praise. Okay, First Thessalonians 5, 15, 16, 17, right there, or 14, 15, 16, I don't know, 15, 15 16. But anyway, I believe that's right. I, I, I don't have my, my, I didn't, I don't have my PC study Bible up. I tried to bring it up, but it blew up on the way up. And I, you know, it's, I just don't want to dork with it right now. I don't have time. But anyway, so, um, but anyway, uh, the, um, it's just an amazing thing when you review what, what's happened to you. You know, you, we all go through this. We all go through it. We have these ebbs and tides of faith. And, and, and you know, and remember the, the story about that guy that was like yelling out to Jesus, you know, help thou mine unbelief. You know, that's a sin. You know, and, um, you know, so we, you know, it was just uh, a, a huge wake up call. And yet to this day, to this day, I still struggle. Don't we all? Still struggle. We go through it. It's ups and downs, roller coaster rides. Bad things happen, you know. And we're like, you know, what did I do wrong? You know, you know. Uh, it's just, it's an amazing thing, and um, it's an amazing thing to realize how quickly we forget who our heavenly Father is and who we are. Wow. So when you don't really understand who your Father God is. And you don't really understand who we are in Jesus and the power that was bestowed upon us. When you, when you don't really understand that you are actually an active part of the Godhead right now, unless you've grieved the Holy Spirit and just, you know, just gone off the deep end and you're going through a really dark period or something like that. You know, in that particular case, you, your umbilical cord to the, you know, to the throne room of God might be a little bit uh, leaky. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, um, you know, cause you got Psalm 66, 18, if I have iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear, which, which of course to me calls into question a lot of the prophets. Cause I see him saying things he shouldn't be saying. And then I'm thinking to myself, well, if you actually feel that way, then you've got iniquity in your heart. And then it says in Psalm 66, 18, the Lord will not hear. So if the Lord will not hear, then your umbilical cord is disconnected. No wonder you're not prophesying something that's useful at the moment. So, but, but I think we all go through this a little bit in our walk. You know, there's times when we're supercharged in the presence of the Holy Spirit. We're supercharged. But if, you know, if we were, if we were applying, applied Christianity, if we were truly applying the word of God in all aspects of our walk, 
and we were praising. You know that that it, it, it praise is some kind of it opens up some kind of supernatural stargate or something. I don't know how to explain it, but like a supernatural spiritual stargate that changes dynamic. It changes things. I mean, you know, don't even get me going on the whole Jericho story and all that other stuff. You know, uh, I'm just in Paul and, and, and uh, you know, and, and being in the prison and the shackles breaking and the, and the prison doors coming open. And, you know, it, it causes miracles to happen. I mean, don't ask me to explain exactly why. All I know is that the Bible tells us we're supposed to be praising through the dark times, no matter how dark it is, no matter how miserable we are, no matter how depressed we are, no matter how many horrible things that are happening to us, no matter how, many, how, how worried we are about having our job tomorrow, no matter how concerned we are about the government coming after us with the next inoculation that's going to you know, kill another who knows how many millions, you know, we're praising, we're praising, we're praising. When we praise, we get more power. When we praise, we get more power. Miracles begin to happen. Things happen. We don't understand that they're happening, but they're happening all around us. They're, it's unbelievable. Thank you, Jesus. Helps thou our unbelief. And of course, I'm preaching to myself especially. Hold on a second while I get a mirror. I need to look at myself while I'm talking in the mic. Damn, daggone it, you're an ugly son of a... No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, um, <laughs> I couldn't resist, right, kids? I, you know, I, I know. I know. I know. I could I could scare Uncle Fester uh, away from Thanksgiving to, uh, the, at Thanksgiving table, couldn't I, kids? <laughs> That's why I like you, kids. You're painfully honest. <laughs> You're the best. Anyway, praise Jesus. Thank you, Father. All right. So um, uh, I didn't know I was going to talk about all that stuff, but anyway, it is it is so important. Really, it is. It's it's important for me. And if it's important for me, maybe it's important for you, too, unless you've just, I don't know, come to some the tippity top of the seventh mountain or something and you, you just feel like you've arrived. I don't. I never feel like I've arrived. I, I, I definitely qualify as the tax collector and the parable of the tax collector and the Pharisees. Praise God. I definitely have the contrite spirit. I definitely don't feel like I deserve diddly. I definitely will be so flip flapping happy when I, when I get to glory you know it's like yes i i think we should all aspire to 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 graduate from you know the navy seals um and and be all that we can be and and, and to absolutely you know use our power uh as part of the godhead uh to um to and a royal priesthood to you know uh make the devil's day just as miserable as we possibly can because that's our job and 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 not to be all wrapped up and get to be in our bonnet about oh darn it i didn't see you know I, I i still to this day i get people people you know how it is we want praise reports we you know how did it go you know hey brother you know i was praying for you how did it go how did it go for sister how to go for you know how did that problem go that we were praying for you know and we want that praise report sometimes you know the way the, the way the bible reads to me is that we are praying for one another continuously Always. And really, the only reason you're sending out a prayer fleece to your friends, family, people that you know, brothers and sisters in Christ and stuff, the only time we're throwing out a a prayer fleece is not to suggest that that person or you're not really asking. You shouldn't really be having to ask that person to pray for you. They should already be doing it automatically. 
Um, there's I, I don't have the scripture handy. Um, and and oh, gosh, did I write it down? Is it right here? It might be here. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. Nope, 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 nope. I don't. Uh, now, that's one I need to write down on a post-it note here and just keep it real handy. But there's uh, I, I forget where it is, uh, which where where it is in the Bible. But there there's one that it uh, makes me frustrated when I can't think of it. But anyway, it goes something like this. And I'm totally paraphrasing. But it says, you know, uh, you know, woe is me that I should or, you know, something like woe, woe unto me that I should sin against the Lord and not and fail to pray for you. Okay, that's that's in the Old Testament, and it's a, just an absolutely amazing verse. And it's like the assumption of the Father and the expectation of the throne room is that we, as part of the saints of of Jesus, His bride. I mean, you know, hopefully. Right, you know, many are called, few are chosen. Right, we want to be that. We should be wanting. We should wanting. We should want to be all that we can be for our Father and for our Lord Jesus, and do everything that we can. I mean, really, think about it. it you know, anyone who's he's there. The throne room is depending on us to do our our part to bring in the fullness of the Gentiles. It's through our prayer. The power that we were given as a royal priesthood, that is so vitally important. It's the most – I would submit it's probably the single most important part of all the missions in all the universes. At this time, the throne room has got to be absolutely deluged busy, okay, because they're – you know, they're, they see – you know, now they don't know when the Father – I don't think that, that anybody in the throne room knows, not even the four and 20 elders. I don't think any of them know exactly when our Heavenly Father is going to say, now, go, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but um, I, I think they, they're like us. They, they know we're getting, you know, we're really we're super close. Okay, that's about all that, you know, but they don't know how long the Lord is going to stretch it out. Okay, you know, we can, we can say with some, I think, with some reasonable assurance that we're, you know, kind of like in the, you know, the third seal has begun. Let's just say that. The scroll has started to roll out. I think it's reasonable to say the second, the second seal, uh, the Red Army, uh, you know, that's, that has started to roll out. What we can't say is we don't know how long it's going to take to roll out. Okay, that, that's what we can't say. And we, can't, and, and we, cannot, we certainly can't make the mistake that some Christians are making right now and say, oh, well, the third seal's already you know, happened. Because they're, think, they're thinking of it like a light switch, you know, and it's not like that. And it's a global, you know, so, so the third seal, you can't check the box on the third seal until we got a global financial collapse. Okay, until, until all the banking systems are down, until you're not able to get any of your savings, until you people that are on uh, Social Security income or uh, retirement money or whatever, until you, you don't have no money. You know, it, it, this is going to be an all-encompassing, you know, 8.3 billion people in the world, 243 countries with the island nations and all that. No one's going. It's going to be global. It's going to be the entire collapse of the petrodollar. Matter of fact, the only probably the only functioning uh, money systems uh, that that may be still you know functioning relatively normal. I, I expect that they'll be greatly impacted. Uh, would be uh, the, the 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 BRICS. You know, um, you know Russia. Uh, you know Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Okay, and now there's even more. Argentina wants to join them, and there's some. I believe there's uh, also uh, uh, a number of other countries that want to join BRICS as well, uh, because they're using, they're doing everything that the rest of the world isn't doing, and they're doing it right. And the rest of the world is collapsing. But you know what? The funny thing about it is nobody seems to realize that that's part of the plan. You know that that's the thing that it, you know it's fascinating. You you you. I, I'm not going to name names. I don't want to do it because it'll. It, it, you just the Lord doesn't want us to do that, and you never know. Even if they might be aberrant or not quite where they need to be at this moment in time, they might come around. 
But I can tell you there's, a, there's very few. Most, most of the people out there that are crusading for our Heavenly Father, for the kingdom of God, they're doing it because they're, they, they want America to be great again or whatever the case is. They want the, the world to turn back into a normal place. They don't, want, you know, they, they don't want this concept of a new normal. They don't want a global reset. They don't want a new world order. They don't want anything in the Bible, in Revelation or any of that stuff to come true. They just want to go back to you know, everything just goes back to normal. Oh, it's just another burp. It's just another thing. You know, everything's going to, you know, and that kind of thing. Well, how many years now have we been going through this? 2019, 2020, right? 2020. So that's basically one year there to 2021. That's another year. 2022, that's a third year. We are now in July, so we're halfway through 2022, right? So we're approaching four years of judgment on the earth with no sign of respite. Okay, now you can say there is a sign of respite. You can be perpetually optimistic. You can uh, be a seven mountain type person. You can say, well, hey, Roe versus Wade has been, look at this, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. You can say, uh, you know, the Supreme Court ruling on behalf of that coach at that high school for prayer, uh, you know, overt prayer on the field uh, was uh, up, upheld. So now uh, that, that opens up a, a gigantic pathway to uh, getting rid of uh, separation of church and state, which of course is panicking anybody uh, you know that's part of the whole you know left wing shape shifting reptilian you know and I'm not saying that you know but you get it all right but anyway the point is oh no oh gosh you know did, have you ever noticed that some antivirus software packages are so annoying that they just they become the virus themselves have you ever noticed that you're paying this like really gr- big fee for an annual for five machines and you're buying like this really great anti- and then the antivirus package is like its own virus itself and it's like popping up all kinds of errors and trying to reboot you right in the middle of the radio show I'm about ready to get rid of I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to name any names. But the point is, well, anyway, so it, you can make the mistake. It's, it's what I call macrocosm versus microcosm thinking. Microcosm, microcosm thinking, microcosm thinking is um, a type of being myopic where you are really passionate and focused on something that in the grand scheme of the global world situation is relatively minor. Okay. So uh, an example of microcosm thinking is grabbing a hold of Roe versus Wade, you know, and saying, look, Roe versus Wade, God has changed and he loves us now and everything's going to turn around and the seven mountains people are all right and the, the end times have been canceled and we can all go back and live the same pathetic, ungodly lives that we have been living our entire time in churchianity. God loves us, and so he has made it so that we can go back to business as usual and ignore him like we have been for the last 40 years. Yeah, right? Yeah. Hmm. I love ice water. (laughs) I mean, I love ice water. I probably drink like... I don't know, probably about eight, 32-ounce, fro- you know, just full of ice water. Love ice water. If, if ice ever goes away, if those, if those WEF uh, world, you know, Nazis, Global Reset 2.0 freaks are ever take away all of our power and I can't get ice, I don't know, that, that to me is a cataclysm. 
Okay, you can have your meteor, you know, splashing into the uh, Atlantic Ocean, but to, to me, uh, you know, it, we we have had the day of the Lord is upon me when I lose my eyes, right? Amen. Right, kids, you like your eyes too. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh my goodness, praise God. Anyway, um, you could grab a hold of the, um, as I was saying, you could grab a hold of Roe. You can grab a hold of any, you know, the prayer thing, separation of church and state. You can grab, but that's microcosm thinking. You're not looking at the big picture. Macrocosm thinking is always looking at the big picture. And you always want to assume when you're doing that, that the picture is bigger than you're thinking. All right. That's why I think it's a really good idea to have a list of things that are major, you know, major things that are happening that are cataclysmic and, and biblical end times events that are happening continuously. You know, animal, animal kills haven't gone down. It's just that there's other things in the world right now that are end times-ish and cataclysmic-ish and apocalyptic-ish that we are pulled very strongly like um, – you know, brown dwarf, <laughs> magnetic, you know, yeah, I mean, we're, you know, it's like a train being sucked off the tracks and floating through the air because of a brown dwarf out, you know, being close enough to the planet that, you know, the, the magnetism's that great. That's, that's, we get called into a riptide. We get sucked into it. We're like so flipped out that the Georgia Guidestones are now mowed over by a big bull, bulldozer and they got completely rid of them. And we're like, victory in Jesus. But we forget. We don't see, we're not, it's, it's microcosm thinking. Microcosm thinking will always get you in trouble. Myopic thinking will always get you in trouble. You can praise your, you can be happy about certain things, but when you lose sight of the big picture, that's a bad place to be. It will cause you to not be aware of things. You'll get a wrongful impression on stuff in that we don't want to be in that place. We didn't go through all the ugly that we have gone through, sucking down bottles of red pills and being miserable, carrying the, 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 the grief of the world on our shoulders and praying for the lost and realizing how close we are to departure and all these other things that we've been going through, uh, you know, over all of these years, the ups and the downs and the, and the loss of family members and the rejection, the ostracization. Uh, what is it? Ostr- uh, being ostracized by so many different, you know, by family and friends and even churches and things like that. I mean, folks, we didn't go through all of this to come to a place where, where we grab a hold of one little thing like Roe Ro versus Wade and go victory in Jesus. And we start running around with a flag and go, this is it. This is it. Hallelujah. No, it's not. It's not. It isn't. It isn't. It, am, I, am I downplaying the significance? No, it's not like that. It what I'm trying to do is help people to get out of the microcosmic view of what's happening across the world and stay focused from the throne room's viewpoint. Okay. It, 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 we have plenty to be praiseful for. We have plenty to give God glory for. In fact, we are actually empowered by the Holy Spirit even more so when we are praying and praising in the midst of bad times, when bad things are happening to you and you were praying. Paul, again, he got let free out of the, out of the, out of the, um, uh, the prison, the shackles, everything broke, cast iron, bam, opens up, they walk right out. 
That's the kind of stuff that's going to be happening. If we could just get it together and realize who we are, the power that we have, the, and how powerful praise is, and to put it into practice in our lives right now. And to keep our hearts and our minds focused not on the microcosmic events, like the Guidestones or whatever the case is, but to focus on the macro events. Look at the whole big picture. The, the volcanoes continuing to go off. I just saw there was just an article that was released recently, like in the last few days, that said that, uh, you know, uh, uh, when there's an when there is an earthquake tsunami event in the Pacific Northwest, it's going to be far worse. Forty-two foot high uh, tsunami wave is what they're saying, and it's going to be far worse than anybody's even anticipating. Um, the, the the floods, the fires, the the uh, pandemic issues, you know, the uh, pestilence, famine, people turning, mother turning about against, uh, like like it says in uh, uh, Matthew ten, uh, and I don't have that one, but you know, father against mother and and children against, you know, all this stuff. It's all in, it's all going full force. Every single thing that's in the Olivet discourse is going full force. Every single thing that Jesus warned us about, you know, signs of the sun and the moon star seas roaring okay these things are happening right now the ice is gone we're talking about not larson b not larson c but larson d is starting to melt larson larson the larson b ice shelf is so far gone it's just it's a it's it's a memory in the in the textbooks right now we we, we have lost they're actually talking about possible uh you know bacterial or, or unknown bacterial or viral pandemic kind of things coming out of the ice now okay of course it, you know who knows could it be true? Yeah, it could be true, I suppose. But you know, now they're pointing in just about anything that they can. But it, but the, but the thing is, is it over? The thing is, we have a tendency to get so focused on the yippee yahoo of one little issue that we lose track of how intensely the end times timeline is progressing forward in the midst of these little winds along the way. And that is not a good thing. We need to be in a place where we are aware of these things, where we are praying even more fervently, praising even more fervently, seeking God even more fervently, realizing who we are in Christ even more fervently now, and not being like, you know, because the first thing that happens, we all know it, it's human nature. We start to think, oh, wow, God's answering our prayers, the whole thing, everything is turning around, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. And then we go back to business as usual. No, we need the bombs to be falling. We need to be, a, a, you know, we don't want to be, a, there's, you know, that thing about there's no such thing as an atheist in a foxhole. We need to realize we're in the foxhole now. Praise God and really get pumped. Get pumped up and seek the Lord and even more so now when you think that, well, I don't know. You don't get depressed. Don't look at things that are happening going, wow, you know, these are, these are a lot of big wins, man. Maybe things are going to go all back to normal. Maybe this is just a phase. No, it's not. That's because you're looking at a couple of little events and you're not looking at the worldwide, global, cosmic, universe, everything. It's the whole deal. It's all collapsing, even though there's little bits and pieces that can be quite troubling and make you have a second thought and say, hey, gee whiz, you know, this looks like a win for whatever, uh, for, you know, for the good side, for the light or whatever you want to call it. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So kids, kids, what did the cat say when someone stepped on its tail? What did the cat say when someone stepped on its tail? Me. Yow! <laughs> Yow, you know, you got it. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay, kids, what is the biggest moth moth in the world? What is the biggest moth? You know, those annoying things that trick you sometimes and make you think they're 
you know, butterflies, but they're not. And then you look at them and you're like, what is that thing? Okay. Okay. What is the biggest moth in the world? A moth. Mammoth. <laughs> you know, mammoth. Hey, we're talking about glaciers and everything, Mel. Mammoth. You know, you know what? Okay. All right. Hallelujah. All right. We'll give you one more, kids. All right. Kids, how about this? What kind of award did the dentist win? Well, he won a little plaque. <laughs> I don't like that one, kids. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Now, we, we don't want to have jokes about, uh, you know, those kinds of things. So kids floss every day and brush your teeth and, you know, make your moms and dads happy, okay? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, on that note, praise Jesus. Let's go ahead and go into the news. Hallelujah. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, It's not normal. This is disturbing. Game over. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Here we go. EasyJet. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not the right headline. That's the, um, I hate it when they do that, when they put like a headline inside of a headline. Anyway, never mind. All right. So trainee, listen to this. So remember, we just had uh, Sister Elaine on on the last show, and she was talking about, you know, the weaponization of these bugs. Now, that's been a big part of her life, and so uh, it's also a big part of her ministry. However, what's really kind of creepy is when it becomes a reality. I, I mean, it's not that it's not – for her, it's a, a daily reality. Okay, but what I'm, what I'm saying is – okay, listen to this headline. Just listen to this headline. This is just – this is a little bit too coincidental to be a coincidence. I'm going to just read it as it is. I quote, trainee pilot died – Days after being bitten by a mosquito, an inquest reveals. Huh? It says a 21-year-old trainee pilot from the United Kingdom died after being bitten by a mosquito on her forehead, according to an inquest in the hearing. And it says Oriana Pepper from the uh, – from Bury St. Edmunds uh, in Suffolk, uh, had developed an infection that entered into her brain this Saturday the other day. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I've been bitten by a lot of mosquitoes in my life, and they don't kill you. So I don't care what they say in this article or what hypothesis or what, you know, at the end of the day, something is up. So evidently, um, uh, you know, while we can have a tendency sometimes to say, yeah, that's kind of creepy. Read about the, uh, the, the, you know, bioweapons labs and all the bugs that they were, you know, they, they were putting diseases inside of mosquitoes, strange ones, you know, chimeric diseases, ones that were, you know, created uh, in the laboratory. And they were, you know, ones that could actually, you know, and put, and they have these little boxes and the little boxes are mounted to the bottom of these little drones. Okay. And then they put these, these, bugs that are infected with these horrible diseases that they've created in the lab. And these diseases have the ability to tell if you're a Russian or if you're a Chechenian or whatever, somehow they can zero in on your DNA and then they can actually only kill those particular, that particular demographic. That's creepy stuff. That's 
Really creepy stuff. And and they put them inside these little boxes on the bottom of uh, uh you know on the bottom of the drones, and they can fly the drones right over where the troops are. And they just release, you know, 50 bazillion mosquitoes infected with this strange chimeric, um, you know, uh, you know, bacterial brain-eating amoeba thing. And they drop it down on the troops, and the mosquitoes just fly around, start biting everybody, and people start dropping over dead. This is amazing. So to actually see this on a headline from some, you know, I mean, I'm just like blown away. And then, then I have to ask the question, and, they, and, and look, the, the researchers that research such things, bioweapons and things like that, are saying, well, that's where dengue fever came from. That's where uh, you don't even – we had testimonies from experts that we played on the air regarding uh, Zika. And all that, you know, so easy to forget about these things. But the, I believe that these are tests and they're doing and they're live. They're happening right now. All right. Praise God. Hallelujah. Very creepy, weird stuff. So uh, what does that mean? You know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, it just means to me, it's just one more criteria, one more apocalyptic end times thing that's happening that goes on our big multi-page list. Things that are ever increasing, ever getting more and more darker. That's what's happening. Everything's getting darker. It's not, you know, sometimes I get bummed. I'm just sharing. You know, I, I, I'll, you know, be taking a little bit of time off. I'll try to disconnect a little bit. It'll be a Saturday, you know, maybe have a glass of wine or two, uh, watch some movie, you know, and just not think about all this stuff, you know, just kind of relax and try to enjoy, you know, not thinking about the end times all the time because that can really – Tear you down. Okay, you need, we all need a little bit of respite, you know, a little break. And um, but then I'll look at my phone, you know, at when, when when the movie's over or I take a break or whatever, and I'm like going, oh no. And I'll look at this one headline and I'll be like, oh that, you know, like there was one headline that I saw this week, and I think, uh, which I think I have it in in the list of headlines that we're covering tonight. But it, but it said something along the line of something along the line of like this. It was something like this: ever increasing or more and more Democrats are turning against Joe Biden publicly, okay? Well, that to me could be – that could be taken as a bad sign. In other words, um, anything that would hamper the rise of the Fourth Reich – you know, the World Economic Forum, the elite um, – let's, let's go back and reflect for a second on that um, prophetic scene – in the movie Day Live, which was uh, vintage 1988, and, um, uh, you know, and it had that scene of the elites in the very end of it, which I didn't know until, you know, uh, Chamil in, in Belgium told me. I, I just didn't realize it. And it said right there, right there, the, the elites were making an announcement that they were going to, you know, institute their new global reset or whatever they were calling it on the show uh, in 2025. That was 1988. So I'm still looking at 2025, but then when I see all these things like the Democrats are turning against Biden and all that kind of stuff, I see the um, uh, we just this is all going to be covered in the news, so I'm not going to dwell on it. But let me just leave you with this thought. There are when you think microcosmically, which I'm guilty of. We all do it sometimes when you think microcosmically and you look at an individual report on something. That one individual report might indicate to you at that moment that maybe our Heavenly Father is going into a period of respite. In other words, he's 
he, he, you know, he, he he's going to turn it around. He's going to, you know, allow the devil get spanked by the saints a little bit uh, through through the prayers or whatever the case is, and um, and progress that the antichrist and shape shifting reptilian that calls itself Biden, um, uh, you know, and the World Economic Forum and how many of those are human? <laughs> Please, how many of those are human, really? And then, so you know, and, and I was having a conversation with somebody who was kind of like, well, you know, if they're not reptilians, we're technically supposed to be praying for them. But if they are reptilians, we can pretty much whack them upside the head with a baseball bat, and we're okay with God because, you know, but we don't know. We can't tell for sure, right? Well, sometimes we see the peoples shift into a viper, and then we know. But at the end of the day, we just stay out of it because our, we, our citizenship is in heaven. Okay, Philippians 3.20, hallelujah. All right, and and that's and so prayer is is what we're here for. But you know, weapon we are weapons. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. It's spiritual warfare. That's what we you know Second Corinthians ten verses four and five. All right, that's who we are. Okay, and that that's the power that we were given. And if we have to lay down our lives here on the earth, no loss to us really when you think about it. Big deal, you know, because where are we going? Where we're going is where we, we, we ought to be aspiring to go all the time. Why is it that people get all upset? Oh, no, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. This is just terrible. I can't believe it. I'm like, you know, what? <laughs> do you have any idea where you're going? At least I hope you do. Oh, well, anyway, next, next headline up. Hallelujah. Here we go. A new physics season. A new physics season is starting. CERN's particle smashing machine, the Large Hadron Collider, has fired up again. That's what happens. Every time they're like, we're going to pump 50 gazillion gigawatts and create a miniature black hole and suck the entire planet Earth into another dimension. Yes, that's what we're going to do. And they fire the thing up, and it's I can just imagine the, everybody's excited. They're high-fiving. They're like, things get louder and louder and louder, and all of a sudden, one of God's archangels shows up and says, pulls the plug, and the thing just goes. And it's like, only kidding. It's like, uh, hey, uh, thank you all for your $50 million investment and, you know, whatever. But it says the hunt for new physics is back on the world's most powerful machine for smashing high energy particles. By the way, there's a lot of colliders, a lot of them. It just happens to be the largest one. Has fired up after a shutdown of more than three years. Or, Or could it have been God's angels went in and tore out a bunch of the wiring? Shutdown? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. I think it was taken out. Okay, because God's our heavenly Father is not going to allow them to suck the Earth into a miniature black hole and take it out of the way of incoming unfriendlies. God's not going to allow that to happen. God's going to keep the Earth right where it is in the universe, and when He sends, you know these otherworldly beings to the earth uh, during the day of the Lord to open up a can of whoop piney on the unrighteous and these entities, the Gates and the Fauci's and the Soros's and the, you know, all these other creepy, weird, creepy, crawly, you know, whatever. <laughs> these things, what are these things? It's, uh, anyway, so they live, they live. Uh, but um, no, they're not going to be able to suck the, the planet. They do. They want to. They do. They want to suck out of the way of incoming unfriendlies. And you're like, okay, where's that in the Bible? I'll tell you where it is in the Bible. I'll cheat and I'll use my uh, Bible study six from Olive Tree instead. And I'll, I'll show you where it is. Some people may, there may be new listeners that are, you know, 
you know, that don't know about this stuff. And if, you, if you're a longtime listener, then you're like, oh, he's going to talk about Isaiah 13 again. Uh, it, it, it's an alien invasion, folks. This happens during the day of the Lord. It's, it happens right at, in Revelation 6, verse 12, 13, 14. It's, it, it, it is the same event as the stars falling from the sky like the fig tree shaken by a mighty wind. Those are fallen angelic beings being cast down to earth, like it says in Revelation 12. Okay, so that's what that is. It's an alien invasion. I mean, it, it, why do so many movies? Battle L.A., they're, they're, uh, how, the, how the End Begins. Uh, there's so many movies out there that, that are – prophetically capturing you know meteors what it looks like it looks like meteors are falling from the sky but then it actually turns out to be an alien invasion but our father our father it says right here and starting with verse 4 in chapter 13 of isaiah it clears the bell it says right here the noise of the multitude of the mountains the noise of the multitude of the mountains like that like that of many people it doesn't say it's many people it says it sounds like a bunch of people it says a tumultuous noise of the kingdoms of the nations gathered together of course you know if you're a typical churchianity person you're going well everything's earth-centric all right you know there can't be life out there in the universe there can't, you know there may be trillions of galaxies the galaxies out there but come on we're it we're you know we're the only pebble on the beach aren't we it's <laughs> not what the bible says when God says, you know, uh, the tumultuous noise of kingdoms of nations gathered together, those kingdoms of nations that he's talking about are alien civilizations out in the universe. That's what it's talking about. It says right here, the Lord of hosts musters. Okay, first off, the very word, the Lord of hosts. If you understand what that means, which most people don't, the Lord of hosts. Okay, so you have a spirit. And it enters into your body. Okay, so that's known as incarnation. It happens at birth. And then you're in a host body. So any being in the universe that has a, that is comprised of a uh, spirit, I suppose. I suppose there's also soulless beings out there, especially in the fallen one third, uh, which I would argue that, you know, is where we are, you know, um, on this side of the Orion belt. You know, can you loose the belt of Orion? Can you guide the sons of Arcturus? It's in the book of Job. Uh, but anyway, we're in a containment zone. We're in like a hologram. All right? We're in a containment area uh, with the fallen entities. And God's angels can move in and out freely through the Orion Nebula. Okay, that's like a – there's a belt there. there there's a it, – it, 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 it goes into the eternal realm there. But, but the, the fallen beings can't go through it. And yet neither can we. I mean, we can barely make it to the moon. I mean, except, you know, for those who are part of the secret space program and all that. But anyway, look, the Lord of hosts. So right there, it's talking about our Heavenly Father being the God of all the beings of the universes. That's what that means, the Lord of hosts. He musters the army for battle. They come from a far country. Oh, well, that must be Tasmania, for crying out loud, because that's on the other side of my globe. So uh, I got my globe, and I spent $12.95 for it, and it spins around, and it's really neat, and it's round. It's, you know, and, and, uh, and, I'm, and, uh, and I see Tasmania, and, you know, by golly, that looks like it's from a far country. No. <laughs> to our Heavenly Father, a far country simply means another part of the universe. They come from a far country, from the end of the heaven. But then you look, because you decide, hey, I wonder which one of the bazillions of heavens 
You know, it's like, come on. So you look at the word, you look it up, and you're like, oh, cool. I have my, you know, olive tree enhanced Strong's dictionary here with its lexicons and one-click, you know, uh, Englishman searches and stuff. And I'm like, wow. And I look, and you look at it, and it says right there where the planets revolve. Outer space, man. From the ends of the Sharmayim, that's that's outer space. Okay, it says they come from a far country, from the ends of outer space. The Lord and his weapons of indignation to destroy the whole land. Okay, then it even it, it says, and every man's hearts will melt. Okay, come on. I mean, there, there's, you know, it says, um, it says that children will be dashed to pieces before our eyes. Look, even when Nazi Germany was at its absolute worst, not one account, not a single account, none, anywhere in this entire planet and all of the history books, did a Nazi soldier ever chop a child to pieces. But these beings coming from another part of the, of the uh, universe are going to do that. It says it right here. Oh, anyway, I, I love this subject, by the way. <clears throat> I mean, I don't like talking about kids getting chopped to pieces. I mean, that's pretty horrible. But I'm just saying, this is a very interesting subject. I just pray in Jesus' name that I'm part of the, you know, the uh, cloud of witnesses by then and watching everything through a portal from the glory. Hallelujah. I don't want to be a... I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to be here at that time. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Next one up. Vicious thunderstorms hit Switzerland. Heavy floods, strong winds, hails, and thousands of lightnings. And by the way, again, just to, my, to take you from the microcosm world to the macrocosm world, all these things are getting worse. Every year, back to back, the floods are worse. The hail stones are getting bigger. There's more hail events. You really just can't list it all out. It's too much. And you watch. The, the, the firestorms are already beginning in the uh, northern hemisphere. For, for It's all happening again. And it's worse every single time. Worse, worse, worse. More animal kills. And now to top everything off, we had just this unbelievable amount of animal kills that were happening naturally. And then, um, uh, then of course, we had some disease and stuff that were causing culling of millions of animals. But now... We actually have these entities, these shape-shifting entities of, from the bowels of Sheol that are walking around masquerading as humans that are they're, they're killing the, I, the, the cattle. Those 10,000 cattle that died in the United States, those were murdered. It had nothing to do with the heat. They were murdered. How'd they do it? Was it plasma weapons? Was it you know, directed you know, energy weapons? What, was it? What, what, what did they use? Now, you know, if they sent one of their alien friends over with a, with a big ship, they could just, you know, in the middle of the night, just I'm sure they have some kind of, you know, take them out in no time, just whatever. But anyway, uh, we live in a creepy world. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Jerusalem, the Jerusalem Post says Gantz reveals unusual Iranian military activity in the Red Sea. And then they actually show um, aerial photographs from reconnaissance planes of a wide array of some pretty serious, uh, you know, Navy combatant ships that belong to Iran. In the Red Sea, all the same time, you know, so I, I don't know. But their point is that things are getting, they're trying to, Israel is trying to wake the world up to know that things are bad right now, and that they're not getting better, okay, and that Iran's threat is many times a multitude more, 
it's really a humongous threat. Uh, there's another headline tonight about the uh, about, about the centrifuges and for now. They're, they're, they're up to the 20% enrichment level and probably even beyond that. They only know what they know. They just don't know what they don't know. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Do you understand, kids? All right. Uh, you guys are my uh, – am I making any sense litmus test? So I got to – okay. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Ice cream for everybody, okay? Uh, okay. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Euro News reports. Norway's oil and gas output output cut as offshore workers begin their strike. So now we have – Strikes. Uh, look, there's protests and strikes going on. Oh my gosh, so many. I, you can't. I wish, in my business, in the world of cybersecurity, business continuity, and things like that, that I do professionally, they actually have these subscriptions. Excuse me, I'm having a an indigestion issue. Um, but uh, I had I had one of those uh, Jersey Mike subs. I shouldn't have done that. I naughty naughty me. I got to get back on my keto. But anyway, um, uh, the 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 you you can sign up uh, for it's a lot of money it's like I think it's for, for like a thousand bucks a year or something like that it's a very expensive it's it's meant to be paid for by corporations so that corporations that have a, a large global footprint can keep track of where all the riots chaos and mayhem has taken place across the world. And it's amazing when you actually get a chance to see one of those maps and you see where all the civil unrest, all the protests and things, all the uh, strikes that are taking place. When you see all of those on a map represented by dots, you know, usually they use a color coding to explain what type of a protest or whatever it is. It's a it's it's mind bun. It's you're just like, there's no way there's that many. And you're like, yeah. There, yes way. And I wanted to, you know, I looked into it. I, I actually logged in and tried to, but the cost, the annual cost for those services is it's through the roof. It's really, really expensive. I'm not, you know, a thousand bucks or something like that a year. Like I said, it's meant for big companies to buy the service so that they're constantly aware of the threat uh, that is, uh, you know, if they have a, a location in Ecuador, for example, they want to be, they want to know that the, the, the indigenous peoples in Ecuador are striking in there and it's turning into a very violent event. They want to, you know, warn their workers and uh, maybe even have them work from home or remotely or whatever the case is. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So again, Norway. So as if we didn't have enough issues with power, energy, gas, you know, Trudeau, what kind of an entity is he? What is that? I don't know. I don't want, I didn't want to think about it. All right. But you get where I'm going. You get my drift. If the kids get it, I know you get it. Right, kids? Okay. Yeah, we, we need uh, we need the Norwegian um, offshore workers to go on strike like we need a hole in our head right now. Right, kids? <laughs> I'm sure they have every reason, every good reason in the world for doing it, too. Praise God. All right. Next one up. United Kingdom industry comments on gas rationing plans. Some industrial plants will not even survive two days if the government introduces emergency measures, according to this report. And they're talking about gas rationing. In some cases, there evidently are places where the government controls the power that's fed into the houses in entire towns and cities and things like that. Yeah. And they're talking about, well, we're only going to let you have a hot shower between the hours of 7 and 8 or whatever, a.m. And then you're going to have to deal with cold water the rest of the day. They're, they're, They're actually doing that kind of stuff already. 
It's, it's absolutely and, – and they're ramping it up. I mean, I could sit here and just, you know, right here it says the British Ceramic Confederation also warned against any quick or short notice shutdown of gas supply, saying that it would highly uh, be highly detrimental to the industry and therefore robust contingency plans are required. I mean, th- th- this, is, this is serious, serious, serious stuff. And we haven't seen nothing yet. It's just the precursor events right now, really. Wait until this winter. All right, next one up. Scariest floods force more evacuations in Australia, Sydney. And, of course, they have photographs, and it looks really, really bad. But, that, you know, it's not just Sydney. It's all, it's all over the place they're having horrible floods. I mean, all over the world. It's just unbelievable. But we talk about this, guess what, multiple times a year. Why? Because it's constantly happening and constantly getting worse. Every single apocalyptic event or series of events that have been going on that we've been reporting on that, that Jesus warned us about is getting worse and worse and worse. All right, next one up. Stock market sees the worst first half of the year since 1970. So the S&P 500 is down 21%. And they're saying that it could drop another 15 or 20%, which would mean the S&P 500 would go down 40%. Now, you might say, what does that mean, John? What in the world does the S&P 500 got to do with Diddley? Listen, third seal, global financial collapse. The S&P 500 index is, bar none, the world's most trusted. It is, there, it is the 500 most stable um, monetary uh, m- markers, we'll just call it. Uh, and when that, it's very, so you got the Dow Jones, you've got, you know, the NASDAQ, you've got other ones as well worldwide. You've got other one, ones that belong to other countries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now then, but of all of them put together, the S&P 500 is the go-to one. That's the one that the World Economic Forum, that's the one that the you know, Council on Foreign Relations, Trilateral Commission, the, the, the Committee of 300, the Rhodes Roundtable, uh, you know, the, the, the Bank of International Settlements, all of them. That's the one they look at as the granddaddy of them all. And if that one's being threatened, it's already down 21% for the year, which is absolutely astonishing and horrific from, the, from a, from a uh, uh, global financial stability standpoint. It's, 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 it's unspeakably hard. It's like apocalyptic. Okay, but then they're talking about it going down another 15 or 20%. That would be, in my opinion, 1933 type stuff. And remember, the only difference, every, only difference between a recession, which we're already in, they're saying, oh, we might run into a recession. I mean, come on, please stop lying to us. We already know that we're in a recession. We already know that we're in hyperinflation. We already know there is no such thing as a 32-ounce uh, can of Jif, or uh, you know, plastic jug of Jif peanut butter anymore. You can't, if there was one, we wouldn't even be able to afford it. We'd have to, like, you know, I don't know, sublet a room out in our house to be able to afford it. They're pretending like um, uh, shrinkflation. They call it shrinkflation. They gave it a name, so now it's official. It's called shrinkflation, which basically means that the packages are getting smaller. It's like, excuse me, do you think that we've been that? Were we, like my mom used to say, do you think I was born in a barn? Do you think I don't realize that all the packages in the store, every single thing, has been getting smaller since like what, 2010? 2010? Oh, it's like having parts of your body fall off really slow. You're like, wow, why is my arm connecting to my hip now? That's really creepy. All right, next one up. 
Canada's health minister urges booster shots every nine months for vaccine status to be up to date. Otherwise, no food for you. <laughs> oh, who knows? Gosh. Uh, monkeypox, monkeypox, run for your lives. Next one up. The Epic Times reports that Biden look, uh, looks to block or limit new offshore drilling, scaling back the Trump era plan to pump more oil. Uh, that's That gets this one. You're good. Thanks, Captain Obvious. I was on a totally different track. All right, praise God. Next headline up. Catholic Church in Wisconsin vandalized with anti-pro-life. Uh, by the way, these are these are... Every every couple of days, couple of days, couple of days, more vandalism, more bad things happening. It's going to get worse, folks. It's just ramping up. Next one up. Hallelujah. Far left squad member Ilyar Omar. Uh, Ilan Omar. Whatever. Why is she in the – what country is this? No, oh, well, whatever. Next one up. Justice Department braces for summer of violent crime. Oh, that's another thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> that was a whole. Oh my gosh! This is from Iraqi news in the Middle East. It says Turkish warplanes bombard northern Iraq. These are war. So you've got Israel bombing northern Iraq. I'm sorry, northern I. Uh, Syria, and then now you've got Russia, who's like back off Israel. See, it's getting really interesting. You know, it's one thing. In, in, things are getting. It's ramping up, folks. It's ramping up. It's like the winds of war. It's just such a thick book. I got to watch that movie again. Uh, but but the book is really good. I mean, what it it's like lots of little things, and you see them all happening, and you know that it's like leading up to World War III. And that's what's happening right now. Praise God. Next one up. Al Jazeera News reports flooding in Pakistan kills dozens as monsoon rains lash out across the country. It's happening in so many places. I don't think we could. It's it's a four-hour show probably just to name them all and talk about it. Right. Next one up. European Union to build new top secret bunker. Leaders, phones, watches, hearing aids will be banned from the supposedly spy-proof dugout. The European Union is spending eight million, eight point one million euros to build a. There used to be a relatively noteworthy difference between a euro and a U.S. dollar, but not anymore, really. They're almost identical in value, which is not a good thing. Okay. Remember the S&P 500? Okay. There, there. You know, you're kind of following along now. All right. Praise God. Secret bunker. Secret, secure, top secret bunker. They're going to build it supposedly in Brussels. It's like, you know, the, the one of the world's smallest countries gets everything, you know. We'll build the biggest spy anti-bunker apocalyptic. We'll put it in, you know, Brussels. Yeah. You know. It's because I, I think it's because of where the United Nations headquarters is, you know, for the EU. But anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. World Net Daily reports progressive city host summer camp for budding anarchists. Oh, that's actually, yep. Says the far left city of Portland, Oregon. Oh, my gosh. What a surprise. Portland, Oregon. I never would have guessed if I had to really scratch my head. Where, where is the. Nope, it has to be Portland. The far left city of Portland, Oregon, will once again more, uh, once more host its annual Antifa summer camp for aspiring political activists and mob members. PJ Media reported the radicals have not met to indoctrinate the children since before the pandemic. So they got to get on it. You know, they got to we, we got to get everybody up to speed on how to become an anarchist. 
I didn't even know they did that kind of stuff, but evidently, obviously, they do. All right, next one up. COVID-19 now almost indistinguishable from other viral respiratory infections, according to the experts. So basically, it's kind of like, you know, become a non-issue. But remember, Canada's saying you got to get nine booster shots or else you're going to lose your certification. Middle East reports, Middle East news, uh, it's, uh, the headline reads, Iran enriches to the 20%. Okay, so now, now, now the Ford Out facility, now the, uh, the centrifuges are enriching the uranium to the 20% mark at the Ford Out nuclear site. And, um, and, of course, you can imagine this is just, you know, pushing Israel closer and closer to taking that facility out, which, by the way, is a major prophetic event that we are tracking. Hallelujah. We, so who knows? We don't know how much longer they're going to tolerate it. All right, next one up. Praise God. Iran starts advanced centrifuges at the Fort Al plant, United Nations Watchdog report says. Okay, so again, the, according to this version of the report, it says, um, uh, it says with the upgraded centrifuges below the necessary 90% needed for a nuclear weapon. Okay, so looks like they, you know, according to the reports, it says they're putting in bigger, batter, more, uh, you know, uh, capable centrifuges, but it's still indicating, according to the IAEA, uh, that they're still pretty far away from actually creating a nu- nuclear weapon. Now, what I think is it really doesn't matter, <laughs> okay, because they're in bed with other countries that are already nuclear capable. We've got nuclear – the United States has – so many we, – we have sprayed nuclear weapons all over the world. We have 700, 700 military facilities in different countries all around the world. So none. We're in seven, right? And a lot of them have nuclear bombs on them in warehouses with guys that are holding, you know, Colt 45s on them and guarding them. You think somebody might slip them a million dollars and they might let one go by? What about the report a couple of years ago, three or four years ago, that, that of the uh, ones that mysteriously disappeared from the military base in Texas? Where'd they go? No one ever closed up that report. They're still out there somewhere. How many are on the loose? How many are planted in a city near you? Next one up. Greece's Greece, Greece, Greece's neo-Nazis were wiped off the political map, but now they are taking center stage. Golden Dawn was 13 years ago the uh, third largest party in the Greek parliament, following a murder of anti-fascist uh, uh, rapper uh, by ad- ad- uh, by an uh, ad- adherent. The movement was outlawed, and activists were given lengthy prison sentences. Their uh, their appeal trial began last month. Now they go on to explain. They show photographs, and they're saying that there's this basically the the moral of this particular Heret story is that in Greece, they are having essentially the same problem that the Ukraine has been having and that Poland has pockets of. So this rise of the Fourth Reich stuff isn't just, you know, happening. It's happening, happening. You know, people are marching through the streets and swastikas and the whole deal. Has it has it ever struck you? Have you ever wondered? I do. I wonder about every little thing. And I, I've wondered to myself, why is it? That, you know, you got the January 6th false flag event. It's totally propped up nonsense. Um, you've got uh, their, their, you know, the FBI is, uh, you know, being sent in. They're breaking in at 4 a.m. to 3 a.m. and 3 a.m., 4 a.m. in the morning. They're breaking into people's houses that are innocent. And they are, you know, a lot of people they are throwing in jail. One guy got thrown in jail just for doing memes. 
He put put memes. Uh, he was making fun of uh, Hillary Clinton, and he put memes on Facebook and they threw him in jail. He's still in jail. It's just amazing. No habeas corpus, no nothing. Just destroy their lives. Okay, but think about this. How long? How many decades now have we been hearing about the, um, you know, the uh, neo-Nazi groups in the United States? The, uh, you know, far right. Um, you know, you, you got the. Um, Oh gosh, uh, the uh, it, the the various uh, military groups and infantries and and things like that that have been practicing. They have big, gigantic. I mean, they got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of members. Uh, some of them are, you know, there's just all all over the United States. We've heard reports about this now for decades after decades. After, malicious, malicious, malicious everywhere. Okay, now 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 look, who's in charge of watching these militias, and why hasn't one single militia been arrested? Why haven't they taken down one far right group? One of these, you know, giant, uh, you know, Nazi, neo-Nazi militia groups that are out there. It's the job of the FBI to keep watch on them. They've got the Patriot Act, but yet they've never arrested a single one of them. You know why? They're throwing innocent people in jail right now over a, a contrived event that was a false flag. For it's just complete bunk. Okay, and now, and, and the FBI is doing it. But the FBI has never taken out a single neo-Nazi, a single uh, militia, not, not a one. Why is that? I'll tell you why. Because they have every intention of them being left alone so that they can help the United States kill each other. They want people to be killed. They want everybody to shoot at each other because it makes their jobs easier. They want us dead. And what better way than to make us run into the streets with guns and shoot one another? It just meets their objectives. They, they have no reason to stop any of these militias. And we're getting real close, folks. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Multiple German cities prepare, uh, preparing heated public shelters for winter. Heated public shelters. So they already see what's going to happen. Okay, because of the so-called sanctions. All right, next one up. Breitbart reports police gunfire burning hay uh, hay bra- uh, bales on roads as Dutch farmers resist climate agenda. By the way, it's getting worse. It's not it's not diminishing. It's not going down. It's getting worse. So the Netherlands is turned upside down. And for good reason. You know, again, at first they were like saying, well, it's because they're, you know, going after the mink business and all that kind of stuff. And um, no, no, it's for everything. It's the whole enchilada. They probably have a hundred issues that they're not happy about. And and look, you know, guess what? Who feeds us? Farmers. <laughs> and then they're killing cows. Well, how are they doing it? Again, is it are these plasma weapons fired from? Well, who knows? But they're not. It's not heat. The farmers are saying no, 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 no. These these cattle were killed. Okay, and that's just. One of many, I mean, chickens, turkeys, everything. Look at the cost of dog food. It's it's through the roof. I used to pay $8.79 for uh, 12 cans of uh, uh, pedigree pedigree choice cuts, and now it's doubled. Oh, I made a mistake on the last show that I did. I said in my testimony that I, the new job that I got from praising and praising and praising and praising was three times more. It was only two times more money. I made a mistake, and, and so I wanted to. I wanted to admit that I miscalculated. All right, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. At least 15 people are dead in a mass shooting at a bar in Soweto, South Africa. So, again, 
it looks like the United States of Babylon the Great is not the only country that has mass shootings. Looks like there's, uh, it, it seems to be growing across the world. All right, next one up. Uh, simulation, simulation. So they're they're doing simulations. They're using computers, and they're saying, well, when the Cascadia subduction, not if, but when the Cascadia subduction zone has its major event, okay, uh, and there's a tsunami and a, and a mega quake, um, what's going to happen? So they used computer sim- simulations, and it says that it shows a tsunami as high as 42 feet in the in, uh, 42 feet will hit Seattle in minutes after the major quake nearby the Seattle Fault. And then they show a map. See, there's a lot of people that don't, you know, they, that don't believe the destruction will go past I-5, but this map is showing the destruction going clearly past I-5. All right, so it looks like it's, uh, wow, and that, that could happen any minute now. That could happen any second now. We could, we could, we could wake up tomorrow and that would be on the news. So we don't know. That's up to our father. All right, next one up. Axios reports group offers up to $250 to, for Supreme Court justice citing. All right. Sorry. Need to have some of this wonderful ice water. I am really going to miss the ice water. Oh, oh, man. I wish we could just go and round them all up. Don't you wish we could just round them all up? I don't know. I think I think that's, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, that's not none of our business, though, because our citizenship is in heaven. But I wish somebody round them up. Anyway, next one up. Again, they're they're paying $250 to anybody. If they spot a Supreme Court justice eating dinner, having lunch, walking down the road, picking up their kids at school, and they take a little photograph or whatever and they upload it to, you know, like Twitter or whatever, they will pay the person $250. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, okay? All right, next one up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. All right, uh, developing world to face wave of defaults, according to Bloomberg. Hmm. National bankruptcies to precede political instability in emerging economies across the world, it reports. They're real big on the whole Russia thing. So basically, they they, they turn off Russia's ability to pay their bills (laughs) through sanctions. And then they go, look, Russia's not paying their bills. They're in default. And, like, you know, the only way you can keep a straight face and look at the news and what they're saying is with a lobotomy, <laughs> you know. But there are people out there, it's just, they don't get it. And so, and, but there are people, a lot more, an ever-growing group of people that are waking up now, which is amazing because, you know, the first – at the bottom of that report, by the way, developing world uh, to face a wave of uh, financial default and bankruptcies, okay, at the very first – comment at the bottom of that article was uh, left by a person that Eli S-A-B-A-C-H-T-H Sabachthani, something like that. And this person thought appears to be even the text. He tries, this individual tries to write in English, lots of misspelled words, but he says to save the world from any calamity, then we have to stop the evil, dirty, black horse, America. This satanic garbage is the cause of the turmoil, where European leaders are more responsible than America to follow. Still, it can work out if Germany turns down NATO and the European Union. So again, but this person correctly identifies 
the United States of Babylon the Great, refers to it as satanic garbage and turmoil, and calls it the Black Horse. Wow. I don't know about you, but that is huge to me. It's not normal. It's not normal. It's just wrong. Wow. Wrong. It's not normal. This is disturbing. More news. New York City pushes indoor mask advisory for all as the worst, and it's in quotes, Omicron strain fuels the sixth wave. Dun, dun, dun. Didn't I just read a couple reports ago that the experts are saying it's not even distinguishable from the normal flu now? Did you, you just heard this report, right? Channel 4. New York, they're pushing indoor mask advisories because there's the worst Omicron ever. This new strain that's fueling the sixth wave. (laughs) Uh, It's like, the British are coming, the British are coming. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's just, it's hard to believe the things, these headlines is just enough. Anyway, praise God. Next one. European Union condemns the Supreme Court decision overturning Roe versus Wade. Fears pro-life trend will spread to Europe. Heaven forbid. (laughs) On Thursday, the European Parliament voted 324 to 155 for a resolution stating everyone has a right to murder a baby if they want. Next one up. International Monetary Fund sounds global economic alarm. Worldwide recession cannot be ruled ruled out, institution warns. <laughs> Read your Bible. It's it's a guaranteed, man. It's not a matter of ruling it out or ruling it in. It's an absolute guarantee. Hey, look, that guy got it. Uh, you know, that, that dude, uh, Eli Sabachthani dude, he got it. How come you all ain't getting it? What's the matter with you guys making this headline here? Says the head of the International Monetary Fund, Christiana Georgieva, said on uh, uh, Wednesday that the outlook for the global economy had darkened significantly since April. (laughs) Read your Bible. All right, next one up. Hallelujah. 16 dead in flash floods in the Indian Kashmir pilgrimage site. That's a really great picture of Kashmir. No wonder they fight over that place. It's really beautiful. Anyway, um, yeah, so, again, floods, glaciers breaking off, gigantic. I mean, you know, it's, 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 all, it's all that signs and sun and moon, star seas roaring kind of stuff. Uh, it's just, it, it's endless. It's endless. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Four injured in hospital stabbing spree. A knife-wielding man attacked patients and doctors in Shanghai's Rujian uh, Hospital. Do you think we're getting the whole story? I mean, how many of these kinds of events do you think are happening across the world continuously and they don't make it into the news? I can't even fathom it. The, uh, there's still, I think that website's still out there that, that tries to keep up with all of the animal kills and things. They have a dedicated page. I mean, that, that's been up there for years now. They've got to be 
I can't even begin to imagine how many there are by now on that. I mean, you, you couldn't you couldn't read them in 50 shows. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Here we go. They, according to the Strange Sounds website that says, they are now destroying food crops in Australia. Food and vegetable crops wiped out by unseasonal rainy, cold weather in Queensland and floods in New South Wales. And then they say, here's videos and pictures. Of course, there are. And it looks really bad. Looks really bad. <sighs> then he, uh, protect your home and car against the devastating EMP or a solar flare and lightning attacks with the best shield available today. You know, somebody was somebody asked me one time. I forget they were saying like, Johnny, what do you mean you don't have a you know a, a, a Faraday shield on your amateur radio? And I'm like, well, think about it. <laughs> Okay, so what people don't, you know, they're like, you know, you got to get a Faraday shield on your amateur radio because there's going to be an EMP, and you got to protect it because you, you know, you might be the only person that has any way, you know, with your ham radio to be able to talk to somebody and do, and we're going to need it, you know, in an apocalypse and this and that. And I'm like, did it ever occur to you, if a gigantic EMP or some kind of a cyber attack takes down the po- the whole grid, who are you going to talk to? I'm not worried about a Faraday shield on my radio because I know I'm not going to have anybody to talk to. You know, oh well. But we never we, we always think about what's right in front of us, but we never think about what's on the other side. Ugh. Anyway, microcosm, macrocosm, microcosm, macrocosm. Next one up. Russian Navy receives nuclear torpedo submarine. The multi-purpose Belgorod submarine can carry atomic-powered Poseidon torpedoes. I wonder if that's what causes the Jonathan Collect $10 bill prophecy to come true. You know, the one that uh, shows like the tidal wave coming over the, um, uh, the, the, that it's the, uh, no, 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 it's not the seventh day Adventist. I'm trying to think of the Watchmen. I'm trying to think of the name of the group. But anyway, uh, th- there's a building that's uh, very near to the water in Man, in around about the Manhattan area. And uh, when you fold the $10 bill in that funky way that Jonathan does, uh, and and wow, it's definitely a nuclear bomb going off, you know, off the coast of New, New York. And by the way, they have that um, in is it St. John's Cathedral? I think that's the name of it, where they've got like these pillars and they've got all these apocalyptic tidal waves and everything washing over the top of New York. I mean, they know it's coming. The forces of darkness get it. They know what's coming. It's it's the Christians <laughs> they can't seem to put it together. All right, praise God. But anyway, here we go. You know, Russian nuclear torpedoes, Poseidons, blow one up, instant tidal wave. Next one up. Report. Joe Biden sold nearly one million barrels from the United States Strategic Petroleum Reserve to China. Okay. I I am going to not comment on this because, for one thing, this particular report has a photograph of the Biden daddy-son reptilian trio or duo. And, you know, it it makes me nauseous. (laughs) Okay. But. Okay, enough said. Next headline. (laughs) Breitbart, Wisconsin Supreme Court ballot drop boxes violate state law. So so what's happening is more and more, I know this is hard to fathom, but I thought it through and I'm pretty sure I'm right. Now, the the Republican Party in the state of Texas made a 
resolution in Congress that the Biden um, election was a fraud. They went and watched 2000mules.com. They saw the evidence and they said, oh, my gosh. And they, they made a resolution that the Biden presidency is illegitimate. And more. Now, remember, most, most legislators, not all, are lawyers. These are not people, you know, with like business degrees. Okay. And they're, you know, they're, this is significant. I'm trying to impress how unbelievably significant this is. Now, this report, whereby it says Wisconsin Supreme Court, the actual Supreme Court of Wisconsin, has outlawed and says that the ballot drop boxes violate state law, which, by the way, in 2000mules.com is the method that was these ballot boxes is what was used, and they proved it beyond any shadow of a doubt with petabytes, millions and millions of video uh Correlated video, um, camera footage, uh, you know, they, they used geolocation tracking data from cellular phones, and they mapped it all out on computers, and they proved beyond any shadow of a doubt what happened. And they have video evidence of it. So the, the legislators are seeing it, and they're saying, oh, oh, this is worse than we thought. All the while, of course, the shapeshifters are telling everybody – Lies, which, of course, everybody's awake. I won't say everybody's awake to it, but more people than I think we realize are awake to it, which, by the way, would definitely fuel civil war. Now, why is it that Wisconsin wouldn't make a bigger stink? Well, I'll tell you why. A lot of them, a lot of these different state legislatures are not, you know, Texas is pretty bold and bodacious, and they, and, and they have a history of being bold and bodacious. But a lot of them are afraid for their lives. A lot of them see the FBI bashing in illegally, bashing in people's homes and putting them in jail over the January 6th false flag, right? They're worried. They're seeing Antifa entities showing up at Kavanaugh's house. They're seeing the call of these Entities, I don't know what else to refer to them as, um, criminals, global satanic crime syndicate participants, um, they're seeing what they're doing. They're afraid for their lives. They're afraid for their children. So what's happening is I believe a lot of the Supreme Courts, a lot of the legislatures in multiple states across the country are completely aware, 2000mules.com, that the uh, Biden's the whole thing is illegitimate, that, that the January 6th committee hearings are utterly illegitimate. But they see the FBI destroying people's lives illegitimately. So, of course, they're all going like, oh, my gosh. Well, okay, let's just go ahead and we're going to make a, you know, the ballot drop box violate state laws. Okay, we're going we're gonna, to, we're, you know, but you, 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 you might, I, I ask myself, I say to myself, why don't they do more? Well, one of the reasons I came up with why they won't do more is because they're afraid for their lives. All right, next headline up. Hallelujah. Could the United States Supreme Court give state legislatures unchecked election powers? Now, of course, this is a Democrat-sponsored headline, we know, because of the way that it's worded. But they are to – the uh, Supreme Court is to rule very soon shouldn't be soon enough for me, uh, that the, uh, they're going to take all, they're going to say that all the, the judges no longer have the right 
or the legal ability to judge or get involved in disputes associated with the election process. That if there is a dispute anywhere on the election process in any given state, the Supreme Court, and I'm 99% sure, I'm pretty darn sure that they're going to vote in favor of this. They're going to make its law, the judges in the various pre- you know, locations across the country, federal court judges, the whole deal, they're, they're taking their power away. They, they can do whatever else they want to do, but they can't get involved in the elections. They're going to give it to the legislatures, which is what they should be doing anyway. So what happens is if Pennsylvania if the, if Pennsylvania says, well, some people are like, no, oh, it was fraud, it was fraud, it was fraud, and then there was this big – they're recounting the, the ballots and blah, 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 which is all big, big fake snow job from the bowels of Sheol, and we all know it. Okay, then what they're going to do is they're going to give it back to the legislator, and the legislature in the state of Pennsylvania is going to have to go to a vote. To determine, you know what, you know what, what the outcome of the of, of the election for the state was, not the judges. So we won't be seeing this ping pong thing that we saw that was absolutely because the judges are owned. Think about this. This is so huge because remember the article that I read to you about how seventy. This was just the ones that were identified. This doesn't mean that there aren't like five times more. They, but, but the writer of the article had identified over 75 judges that were in the pocket of George Soros by, tr- by following the money, by following it back to the NGOs that were owned by the Soros and, and, and those, those other entities that are part of that whole satanic crime syndicate. Okay, you, you see what I'm saying? And, and, the, and I, I was saying that even when the stuff was going on when, during the, um, the election process, I was even saying that. I was like, these people are bought. They're bought and paid for. They're either being told that their kids are going to be killed, you know, threatened their lives or whatever the case is, or they're in the pocket of these entities. They're owned by them. It's, it's crime. Global satanic crime syndicate. It's just like Goodfellas. It's just like The Sopranos. It's just like, you know, it's, it's, it, it, this is what it is. It is what it is. <clears throat> Listen to this. So somebody had gone out and done some looking around. And I'm just going to read you some of the headlines that are out there. These are all, by the way, when you see like a plethora, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of headlines all saying the same thing from different sources, CNN Health, The Express, Mail Online, uh, The Sunday Times, The Guardian, um, The New York Post, the list goes on and on and on. The Irish Times, this is a really good sampling. I'm just going to read you the headlines from this wide array of worldwide news media outlets. Headline number one, heart attack. Does skipping breakfast increase your risk of heart attack? IB Times reports lonely older women are at greater risk of a heart attack, study shows. Next one, CNN Health reports. Climate change could hurt um, uh, babies' hearts, cause, cause little babies to have heart attacks. Do you hear that? Is it, have you ever heard a more bold-faced, bovine feces-laced pile of poppycock in your life? But they're reporting it because people are just that gullible. Mail Online reports, experts warned that shoveling snow can be deadly way to discover an underlying cardiovascular condition and cause sudden death through a heart attack. Physical activity, the Irish Times reports, physical activity may increase a heart attack risk, studies suggest. The Sunday Times reports, rise in heart attacks attributed to pandemic stress and poor diet. 
Here's another one. Listen, listen, listen to this. It's insane. It's insane. Do you live under a flight path? You may be at risk of a heart attack. Study finds it 70% higher, uh, you know, heart attacks in places that are noisy. Uh, the, the Guardian reports, hotter nights increase risk of death from heart disease in men in their early 60s. Green fingers urgent. Uh, urgent warning to gardeners as soil increases risk of killer heart disease. Soil. Falling asleep with the TV on could bring early death due to heart attacks. New York Post. This little-known heart attack that strikes fit and healthy women as young as 22. And they explained to you all about how it happens. And I'm like, what? Are you – how – you really do believe that our brains have been surgically removed from our skulls, right? You obviously do. And what's horrifying is that there's probably 90% of the population that is buying it. And they're standing in line for their next booster. Next one up. Hundreds of firefighters beg, uh, battle megafire in southern France. Again, this is just one report of... If my hunch is right, and I went out and did searches on all the fires across the world that are taking place right now, it's probably all over Europe, all over um, Asia, you know, uh, it's just like last year. And it's going to be worse. I mean, remember, wasn't it last year that they coined the phrase gigafire? That the fires had become so humongous, so hot, so horrible, so unbelievable, so unpredictable, so uncontrollable. They called them gigafires. What do you think they're going to call them this year? Pedophires? <laughs> you got to know a little bit of computerese to get that one. All right, praise God. Next one up. Special Today reports, United States eyes direct war with Russia and Belarus. The United States wants to launch an attack from Poland and the Baltic States military intelligence chief claims. The United States is making plans for a direct war against Russia and its, and its ally, Belarus. The head of the Belarusian military intelligence warned on Thursday. The scenario is becoming more likely as the proxy war in the Ukraine and other ways to hurt the two nations are failing. He claimed the territory of Poland, as well as the Baltic states, is being turned into a staging ground from which the United States plans to unleash a new bloody conflict in Europe, targeting the Russian Federation and its allies, according to Major General uh, 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 Kozgin, uh, K-O-S-Y-G-I-N. It says he, that he cited NATO training troops and rapid deployment in Eastern Europe and de uh, development of anti-ballistic missile systems in the region as evidence of the looming crisis. Further, uh, further proof, he claims, is the dangerous attempts by some Polish politicians to initiate a return of the so-called historically Polish regions in western Ukraine and Belarus. Now, basically, that would be they would basically make a proclamation that they they own that NATO owns this particular chunk of land, which is already part of Belarus and uh, Ukraine, et cetera, et cetera. And then, of course, that automatically invokes, you know, NATO uh, Article five, and then they can start, you know, World War three. And so anyway, so this is basically coming out from military intelligence uh, personnel that are special. That this is their specialty. Out of Russia and Belarus, primarily Belarus. And it's just, they're just saying, look, 
were no different than what we did when we saw the buildup of troops, uh, you know, on, uh, in Belarus on the northern side of Ukraine, and all the news media couldn't stop talking about it. Oh no, looks like Russia's going to go in and you know move in on Ukraine. Now, now Putin's come right out and said we have only just begun. Uh, so I'm just letting you know that. I don't know what you're reading. I don't know what you're seeing, but I can tell you that what I'm seeing is highly trustworthy. And Putin has made it very clear. We have only just begun. All right. Next one up. World Net Daily reports a youth community organizer drag queen charged with 25 child porn counts. Next up. A robust June jobs report clouds outlook for the United States economy. A strong hiring report for June has assuaged fears that the United States economy might be on the cusp of a recession. Now, when I saw this and I saw the numbers, which were pretty, pretty impressive, all things considered, the first thing that popped in my head was, oh, no, this is in direct conflict with all the other apocalyptic reports t- saying that the job market is higher. They might raise the, uh, the, the uh, internal uh, interest rate a little bit more to s- stop the, um, uh, you know, the, the inflation and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 not now. Don't turn it around now. Come on. You know, but then I thought to myself, microcosm, microcosm, Johnny, crocosm. Okay. We got to think macro, macro. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Two people test positive in Ghana for a highly infectious version of Marburg, which is basically Ebola. You know, they call it, they call it Mar- Marburg, M-A-R-B-U-R-G. And it's, and they call it similar to Ebola. So, to, so you know, everything, the person looks like they have Ebola. They look, act, you know, all the signs. I don't even know why they call them different. I guess it's because uh, the actual, you know, virus itself is different or whatever. But, yeah, the death and how they die and all that stuff is pretty much the same. Pretty horrible. Um, Keep our eyes on that. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Huge hail pummels parts of southeast Wyoming and Nebraska panhandle while rivers of hail engulf Spain. So, again, Strange Sounds is doing a really great job, as always, reporting on the things that a lot of the other sites don't report on, which are a lot of the flooding, a lot of the signs in the sun and the moon and the star seas roaring, uh, really do a fabulous job on the hailstorms and things like that that are just unbelievable. I mean, you know, it's like, oh, here it is. Great headline from the AP Newswire, AP News, Putin to Ukraine. Russia has barely started its action. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so this is right out of the Moscow Associated Press, and and shows Putin. He's looking pretty stern, and he is making it a public statement. Okay, across the AP Newswire, which is picked up like pretty much worldwide, we have we've only. I'm surprised that he doesn't have like you know a hologram of Karen Carpenter going. We've only just begun <laughs> to take over the Ukraine. <laughs> and your country's looking mighty good. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. 
have to get on with it for crying out loud. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I, uh, what was the movie? I was, I was watching a war movie the other day, and they had this one scene. Uh, they were moving in on Berlin at the tail end of World War II, and, uh, and, and everyone looked up in the sky, and then the whole sky was just full of bombers. I mean, there must have been like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. And I thought to myself, wow, that is an amazing scene. And then I was like, hey. That's a scene that any one of us could be seeing any day now. Praise God. Next one up. Democrats' liberal media pivot from unpopular Biden ahead of midterms as reality sets in. So really what what is happening here, this is another one of those microcosm reports that makes you go, oh, no, oh, no. All the, all the Democrats are turning against Biden because they're afraid for their – they don't want to lose their seats in Congress. And they know that everybody else knows that Biden's dorking up the entire world. Makes you almost think for a microsecond that everything's going to turn around. Well, nothing ever happens fast. Everything always happens slow, at least to those most of us. Some people say, oh, well, everything's speeding up. And I'm like, man, I don't know why. why I, I don't know what kind of vitamins you're taking, but, boy, when I look into the future, boy, things are like in super ultra slow motion for me. All right. But anyway, the bottom line is, if my sanctified hunch is correct and they the entities of darkness, the global satanic crime syndicate is unable to stop, you know, the Supreme Court makes it so that the legislatures have the final say in, you know, where the vote goes for the states. You know, the uh, the, the the you know, the ballot boxes are removed from the streets. Um, more and 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 more of this stuff continues to happen all the way up to midterms, then it is highly likely that uh, Obama, the Antichrist, and his little shape-shifting buddy Biden, uh, you know, and, and you know, maybe they get deposed I mean, or, or, you know, they lose their power, okay, uh, you know, uh, because of the, the balance of power in the legislature, okay, right, amen, and it turns to the right. And then they can start reversing a lot of the bad things that have been instituted. They can't do They can't reverse them all, but they can maybe reverse some of the stuff. And then it gains momentum and leads to this landslide Trump victory. Now, again, I, I hope that in a way, I kind of hope that DeSantis, I just want to get this over with. I don't really care. I'm not into politics. It doesn't mean anything to me. All I'm into is getting off this alien demon infested rock. That's all I want to do. I want to get out of here. So what I'm doing is I'm analyzing these things because not because I want things to get pretty and nice and I want the bombers to fly overhead. I want to get this over with. I want World War III to start. I want to see the Bible become to, to, to continue. I want to go home to be with Jesus. That's the key, because our citizenship is in heaven. Okay, if we are friends with the earth, we are at enmity with God. This is in the book of James. He who seeks to save his life will lose it. He who loses his life for my sake will find it. Get it? It's not about survival, folks. It's about getting home and doing what we were called to do. Praise Jesus. And recognizing that this is nothing to us. Really what it is is it's a gigantic annoyance. (laughs) Praise God. And on that note, let's go ahead and bring on Dr. Joy Jeffries Pugh and Brother Zen. Hallelujah. Here we go. Uh 
Dr. Joy Zen, are you there? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear great. Zen? We're not hearing you, Zen. I see your line in slides. Oh, sorry. Yeah. There you go. Sorry, I was muted. Yep. Oh, Apologize. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. Awesome. Well, you know, I guess I can't resist, all things considered. <laughs> Considering, you know, that <laughs> going all the way back to like, wow, 2009 or even before that, you know, all of us were talking about things that it seemed like the rest of the world wasn't even aware of. And I just can't resist it. I mean, the Georgia Guidestones were gone. You know, it's unbelievable. Oh, and somebody was saying to me, you know, they were like, um, and I said, well, really, the way you need to look at it is it, it's an indication that people, lots more people than we maybe even realize are aware of it. I mean, there was even the lady, uh, the Republican, I forget her name, and I sh- should have memorized it. But she said she publicly stated to Congress and to the Newswire, she said that that satanic thing, I'm glad it's gone. And um, so <laughs> I'm like, you know what I mean? It's like, wow, there's a lot of people that get it. And and, uh, you know, it's like and, and now some, I don't know, lawmaker or somebody in Georgia is like going, we're going to find the culprit, by golly. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> Anyway, they'll probably pin it on some um, patsy or something. You know, look for oh, some guy walking sure. down the road with a Jesus shirt on and arrest him or whatever. What do you think right. about it? What, what are your thoughts, you guys? Dr. Joy, you first. Okay. You know, uh, it's very interesting to me. Uh, I went to see those Godstones a number of years ago with my husband, Mill, before he died. And, of course, when we got into Elberton, and I asked, you know, where the Godstones were, the people there were like, what? <laughs> so it wasn't a really big, like, promoted thing all those uh, couple of years ago. And, of course, finally a guy told us, like, if you're looking for those stone structures that you're talking about, they're kind of out this highway over here. And so Mill and I took off down the highway. And it was like a little chip and seal road down to this open field. And we kept driving. I didn't think we were ever going to find it. And it just came up on this little a bit of land and it was right on my side of the road and there's these monolithic structure of stone and it is uh, of course written in every known language including Sanskrit and all of the stuff that's written on there of course was uh, like what we've been told is that it was about the depopulation of the planet and some of the stuff made a little bit of sense but others you know it was really like way out there and it went along a lot with what I had been trying to tell people for years is that there was a plan to reduce the population of this earth that was going to get to be the point which we now see from the United Nations and uh, everybody that's in the World Health Organization and the uh, World Economic Forum that, you know, we've got these sustainability goals now because they know that there's not enough room for all of us and all the animals to continue uh, on this planet. And so it made a lot of sense to me that there was someone that was already aware of that. So... Having gone out there and taken pictures that day, my pictures, I had taken pictures the day before with the same camera, and then I was going to a birthday function after we were there, and all the pictures that I had taken before and after were fine. But the pictures that I actually took while I was at the site with Mill 
were like they were exposed to something. And I always felt like it was a little bit weird because having studied Stonehenge and had written about Stonehenge in my book, uh, Even the Knowledge of Good and Evil 666, that it seemed to be that all megalithic structures were actually designed to be over ley lines. In other words, there was water underneath and that these earth currents were crossing each other and actually pulling something like phaseoelectricity out of the ground and up through those stone structures. And so in looking at it and seeing the hillstone and being able to determine, you know, that they had had this true north set upon it. I mean, there's just all these astrological things that are part astronomical as well, things that are set up there in those guidestones. And so it was interesting to me to see this and be able to determine that they had been placed by somebody who was very aware of how megalithic stones were, you know, set up all over the world, from the pyramids to the pyramids in Egypt, the pyramids down in the Yucatan, uh, the pyramids in China are all set up like that. They're all on ley lines. They all are, have underground water. Even your oracle sites and all your Gothic cathedrals were built like that over oracle sites by the Knights Templar. And so there was this really strange thing that when you could be in a certain location in those particular buildings that it would actually work on the pineal gland and actually cause it to do some vibratory kind of things. And, of course, the book that I'm writing now is going to explain how this phaseoelectricity really does and can be used in these sites like this to attack us. So, you know, when I've looked at the thing about that somebody detonated it, that's what first we were aware of, that something had detonated it and that the FBI and people were very sure that it had been blown up, the other thing that was kind of interesting, I had seen some footage where someone uh, was talking about that they had flown some drones over that particular area. And that on top of this particular stone was a, it almost looked like a blood spot. And there was a question in those people's mind if that had actually been used as an altar. Well, I find it very interesting that if it was used for an altar, they had to have a very large uh, ladder to get up to that and put it up there without anybody seeing. But again, it was out in the middle of nowhere. And I don't know how much surveillance kind of cameras and things have been put up after it was damaged some time ago and they had to kind of clean it up and get it going again. And then, of course, hearing the other report that there was lightning that struck it, and I know on the same day um, there was another uh, monument that was made kind of like a, a monolithic uh, obelisk, which is kind of like the Washington Monument, that was hit in another country um, on the same day, pretty interesting, actually was hit by lightning. It makes you really wonder what really did happen. My my question is, is that I did not see anything uh, from the pictures that I was able to see that looked like anything charred or anything that had been burnt. So that was interesting. And then the other thing was, if it was a crime scene, why was it bulldozed down? Could you have yes, a, right. done a complete investigation under those circumstances in that length of time. And we all know, when you have a crime scene, those crime tapes will stay up for months. And I can't believe that somebody uh, in the FBI could have made a determination as to exactly what happened there without... And, and when you bulldoze it down, there's all the evidence gone. I mean, there's evidence that you thought might have been there to have explained what did happen. Apparently, somebody didn't really want to investigate that like it should be. And, of course, nobody was there so nobody has a first-hand eyewitness of what did occur. So there's a lot of things about this that I'm looking at, you know, from a scientific standpoint as to why that might have been destroyed and was there a game plan behind it. 
you know, was it something that they could blame on Christians? Because we have been saying about, you know, that there's coming a time when this new world order is going to happen and we're looking at sustainability goals and that somebody was going to be able to connect the dots and, and, and be able to say, well, yes, somebody knew about this. Definitely Christians did not write that. Uh, but at the same time, would we be blamed for doing something of that nature? Then the other thing is, is that God gets enough of it and he starts striking it. My other concern is we know that CERN came back online and that the Hadron Collider is really looking at those uh, Higgs bosom particles and trying to run them at light, you know, speed of light situation and try to create this God particle that is controllable. And of course, I wrote about that and years ago that Einstein has specifically said that once we were able to find the particle, and he called it the God particle back then, if we found it and we found that it unified all the theory, in other words, you had unified field theory, so it would be like the, the smallest particular particle that holds all of everything together, like gravity and everything else in the world, that if a person was able to control that, then they would be able to do whatever. Yeah, so there's a question in my mind. Was that something that they were trying out, some new technology, and so boom, 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 you know, they hit something? The other thing is we know back, uh, I guess, last year that they were talking about out in California that there was beams of light coming down and starting fires in California that with these columns of light. Clearly there was a lot of people that had photographed those. And uh, In fact, I had a friend who had one and photographed it in their area, and I went to look at where it had hit and that kind of thing and looked at the photographs and had the photographs you know, analyzed, could not really determine what it was. It was definitely a beam of light coming out of the sky and touching the ground. So there's just all these little things in my mind, and so I'm a little bit concerned that somebody doesn't want us to know the truth about what they think may have happened because to bulldoze that down under the thought process of it's a dangerous situation that you know is not safe, I can't believe that somebody just let that happen without knowing the truth about it. So there's I, there's no doubt in my mind that there's, there's some truth that's not being told. My question is there's a lot of things that that place was set up to do and had a telluric energy thing going on with it. I mean, there's just all this little other sides of the story that you will not hear in the normal news about it. So I'm a little bit concerned that it happened. Um and, and why it was bulldozed down without really giving a good indication of knowing what really occurred there. Wow, that's profound. You you actually beat me out on that one. I'm usually, you know, I usually think things through until my brain is like, you know, hemorrhaging. But I didn't consider those things. You know, that's really impressive. And, you know, come to think of it, I don't recall ever seeing any explosion, to your point, any explosion marks on any of the rocks. Almost like it was some kind of. I a didn't plasma. either. Huh? Did you? I I didn't I didn't see anything, and that's what made me wonder if it was even a particle beam. You know what 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 was right. really being used? Why would they to do that? that? I can't think of a reason. Can you think of a reason why they would do it? Because it would have to be the darkness that would do it, because they're the only ones that have access to those weapons. That's right, and then you know, of course, we have the uh, the you know unidentified aerial phenomena that's really big right now. That you know. We know that are happening in the skies, and you've got the director of naval intelligence on TV in front of our Congress saying that this stuff is being seen in the air every day by our military, and there's no way to stop it, and every country in the world is developing their own task force to try to handle it. Then, you know, it's not conspiracy. We're not talking about conspiracy anymore. I, I mean, I like the way you started off that we, we three were the first to start talking about things like this, and we were all the 
kooks and, and, and conspiracy idiots or whatever they wanted to call us. But now it's not conspiracy anymore. These things are very, very real. The, you know, the fact that that was a megalithic structure put up there based on sacred geometry and alchemy and that it actually has a drawing technique to phaseoelectricity and it does affect you in that particular area. And I did have, you know, camera footage that I could clearly say something was messing up my camera. Uh, the film was fine before and after and not during that time. It's just a little bit weird. And then, like I say, all these other things that we know about what was writ- written on there, and then the fact that we've had CERN come up. We have another uh, place, another thing get hit. We've got these things in the sky that no longer can be considered UFOs and that it's fake news or, you know, some crazy person talking about it. I mean, recently I was uh, in a situation in, in a courtroom, and, and it was like it was a funny thing about UFOs, and I wanted to go, well, just let me explain that we would not have the people in our military standing up and saying, look, guys, there's something up there that we cannot explain. And it's up there every day, and we have it all on tape, and we don't have no other country, ally or adversary, who has this type of capability to use something without propulsion to fly around in the sky. Well, the thing about it is, is this, uh, this telluric, you know, energy, according to what the, the Chinese always call them the pass of the dragon because they flew these particular stoned areas according to their, um, their history, that this telluric energy is much like what I talked about in my book about Tesla. And the fact that this is free energy, but nobody wants anybody to know that because then, you know, our electrical bills that just went up this past week astronomically wouldn't be happening because we could pull off those Earth energies and run everything electrical in this entire world. But they're not going to ever make that happen because they can't make money off of it. They can't break the people. Yeah. So there's there's all these things that are going on that, to me, have something to do with what's happening. And so, you know, if we start saying, well, oh, my gosh, you know, the UFOs are now bombing things, you know, and they're, they've got these particle beam capabilities, it's quite unusual. I had a sighting one time with a UFO that literally it, it was one by itself, and then it did an arch of a, a complete white light that bent like a rainbow. And it retracted itself three times back into the original craft, and then after the third arch out, there was another craft that was actually came out of that light beam that matched the first, almost like it produced itself. And then the light retracted back and disconnected both of them, then they flew around the sky. So having seen these kinds of things back in the 1990s and had it written out and, and scientifically documented as to what I saw and how it was doing, Nobody could clearly say what, what was this part of you know this beam of light that was pure white and it was arched like that, but it was almost like it was in in a perfect circle. You know, it, it was like a uh, a perfect control situation. If they had that kind of capability and that was not of our military, clearly, um, then something has the capability of using that kind of technology against any stone structure or any house Absolutely. or any building. Absolutely. Absolutely, I, you, you're you're preaching to the choir. Do you want C sharp B? What what? Uh, how how would you like me to chime in there? I mean, you know, it's it, I, you know, I you're you're right. For for the sake of the listeners, you know, you're you're presenting the argument very professionally. Um, but but yeah, I've I've um I've seen the actual video footage of 
uh, that the military had. Um, now, whether it was a mock-up or not, I don't know, but um, I, ha- I have a whole humongous collection of DVDs <clears throat> and uh, books, big books. A lot of them I, have, I only use as reference because they're just I don't have the time to read every little word. But yeah, they, they you know they, they have footage. The military has footage of um, ICBM tests, you know, missile tests where. The missile test, when they're looking at it in the room, they're watching the footage, and they see the missile shoot up in the air and travel on, and the cameras and everything looks just fine. But then they look at it frame by frame Mm -hmm. because they saw an anomaly on the video, and they're like, what was that? Mm -hmm. Something was on the screen, but I don't know. What was that? But it happened so fast, they, they couldn't. They, couldn't, they didn't know what it was. And so what they did was they went back and they looked at each individual frame of the, of the, of mm-hmm. the uh, missile. And in fl- flew a uh, craft, a ship. Mm-hmm. A ship flew up right beside the tip of the missile, shot a laser beam directly into the missile's warhead, and then flew away. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't I see it at normal speed. So, yeah, I, yeah. Saw, I saw that same footage. And that yeah. that beam, like I'm talking about, is a very real precise beam. And, and you know, the thing about it is, John, I saw this with my own eyes. So I'm not like making this up or saying somebody fixed footage. I'm telling you, I saw that with my own eyes happen in the skies in South Georgia. So you know, I immediately wrote that up as a case study. It's in the MUFON, you know, uh, files or whatever they keep like that for ages and ages that talk about these things. But the the thing is, it's very real. So, you know, it's like one of these things where somebody might tell you, you know, or, or say something you've got a question about, was well, that really right or wrong or whatever. But when you see it for yourself, you don't have any other doubts in your mind. I mean, I have 20-20 vision. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't take drugs. I'm not trying to fool anybody, and I'm not going to fool myself. But I can tell you from the moment that I saw that in, in the sky and how that capability with those two things, those two crafts that began flying around with an ability that no human could ever be inside of that, I have known all the time that those things are there. And if you take the time to go outside and you watch the skies, you will see this stuff. And the thing about it is the military are telling us. They stood in front of our Pent- I mean, the Pentagon with their people, with their, uh, uh, the naval intelligence, and all the other people that had to appear before our Congress were not standing up there faking anything. They were telling what they were able to tell. But let me say this. They are never going to tell like some of the stuff that I've seen with my own eyes because it would scare people to death. That's why they have kept it like you know conspiracy, not real. But they're gradually having to bring it up because, John, they can't hide it anymore. With our no, pixel yeah, no. capabilities, with our video capability, with our ability to do flight, with our ability to use drones, they cannot keep hiding it. So they've oh, got no. to Everybody let it believes. come out. And if, I, I laugh and, when and I – And on I, top I of that – Go ahead. On top of it, we've got the end of days happening, and it says that these things are going to come at the end of days. Well, they are here, and they are about to be totally exposed. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's you know I, I, to me it's like you know I mean it, I'm not even going to get into the Renaissance paintings with UFOs in the background with baby Jesus and all that kind of stuff. That's right. But anyway, um, I know there, right? There. It, I know. Amen. Uh, Zen, did you want to jump in? Yeah, sure. Um, 
Well, you know, before we had our last conference, the uh, End Time Mysteries Reveal Conference, we had a, a day trip down there to the Georgia Guidestones, and we, you know, spake out against them and even prayed that day against them. And so it's very interesting that this has happened. But, um, you know, as Dr. Joy was talking about, it's definitely very interesting that they swept up all of the evidence and got rid of it uh, in the same manner that they did the the buildings in 9-11 in New York when all of that mm-hmm. happened because, of course, that was a a major crime scene, and yet somebody, you know, made the call to get rid of all the metal, to scrap it out to China, to get rid of the scene, and to hide whatever. And, of course, we know that was a inside job, that there was definitely a lot of things that they didn't want to come out because it was just contrary to the official story. And so in the same manner, it makes me wonder about the Georgia Guidestones as to what they're trying to cover up and hide. And also we know Mm. that, you know, 9-11 was the kickoff for the war in uh, of terror and, um, you know, uh, of, uh, and against the the world, that that was a indication. That was the sign. That was the the go sign to the rest of the illuminous worldwide that they were about to kick off a, a new uh, and to involve the world in a whole new scheme. You know, they had the the Patriot Act ready, um, the extraordinary rendition, uh, these covert black ops sites. Um, these alternative military Chinese Benil systems, they eradicated habeas corpus. So a lot of things were achieved with the kickoff of 9-11. And so it makes me wonder, in the same manner, is this an indication, you know, like um, something for the Illuminus alone, that just like what it says in the the protocols that they would they would be a particular day uh, almost like the sounding of a bell and that this would be the indication for everybody else that they were about to bring forth order out of chaos and to spill blood on the streets um, and so we we see that you know even in those protocols they speak about the uh, a major worldwide economic crisis where everything was shut down we already saw that uh, being achieved but they want to bring forth the the king despot as they say according to their own words and they want to establish this one world government economic political and religious system a one world or new world order in order to hand it over to this particular deity um and you know of course according to scripture we know that this being comes on the scene that the man of sin is revealed before the return of the true messiah and so as far as the dominoes um this is one of the things that remains in in my mind 
as far as the the fullness of the end times being completed and the uh, return of Messiah being fully set in motion, Antichrist has to come on the scene, and and so it it makes me wonder is this in somehow some manner um, part of the the tone uh, the whom you know the bells toll that kind of thing, and so it, I guess we'll we'll see. But it's also interesting that um, my son told me that there was a bunch of drugs found in, in some kind of uh, time capsule at the bottom of the uh, George Geisel. I don't know if you guys heard anything about that, and supposedly um, one. Uh, a, a copy of some Playboy magazine and some other weirdness, and I, I don't know what all of that is about either. But um, there's definitely a lot more going on than we're being told, and there's fully a cover-up. Otherwise, they wouldn't have got rid of the evidence in the in the manner that they did. So something is hush hush. I can't think of anything. <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing that's, that's going to keep me up tonight. I'll be rolling around at like 2 o'clock in the morning going, why did he do that? There's got to be a reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. And, I agree. You know what I mean? It drives me nuts if I can't think of a yeah. reason. But there's so right. many, uh, you know, I can't really say for sure, because this isn't an area of my expertise, but we, we, we have a guy that joins us once a month. His name's Robert Vandrius Mitchell, and he was, he's a um, first-generation Illuminati. You know how they, they, they kill their, they eat their young? Well, he was a sacrifice. And, um, you know, satanic, ritually abused, SRA, DID, born into an, uh, you know, an immediate Illuminati family, and the guy's been through it all. He's he's even been on the Montauk chair, and he's he's been on the Montauk chair, and he has gone to, to to Mars. He's seen the Mars facilities. It's pretty creepy stuff. But anyway, he, according to him, and I, I, I give him lots of credibility dollars because when I check into the stuff that he says, it it's like, oh wow. He's right. It is that way. I didn't realize a lot of these things. But um, one of the things that he's mentioned, and this is this may be part of part part of the answer. I don't know. But according to Robert, the you know we a lot of us, myself included, raising my hand, guilty as charged, um, tend to think of the Illuminati as one big united group across the world, and it's not like that. You've got the Romanov families. You've got the Ling families out of China. You've got the uh, Rockefeller groups out of uh, you know the West. Um, you've got the the Middle East and stuff with the. Um, uh, yeah, but, but anyway, they're they're segregated. As a matter of fact, um, re- just recently, Klaus Schwab made uh, it was one of his minions. It was a, it was a female with dark hair, and she had made an announcement to the 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 World Economic Forum publicly uh, on video. Uh, she said, finally. The elites of the world have come to a place where we are getting along better and we have synergy in our plans. And I thought to myself, mm. I'll be Monkey's uncle. Because that that was like ding, 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 ding. Because that was what Robert was saying all along is that the, these different Illuminati family groups, 
fight amongst each other, which, by the way, is very synergistic with the problems that Hitler had with his own army. He, he instituted the SS to keep control over his own armies and army generals because he was afraid of being assassinated, which, of course, he had good reason to be. But anyway, um, same dynamic with that. So uh, could it be – could it be something along the lines of the different power? Because think about it. Right now, at this time on planet Earth, we have the greatest rift of the global power structure, the greatest rift. I, I don't know what to call it. But right now, with what's going on with China, BRICS, Brazil, China, India, South Africa, Russia, China, you know, the whole, that whole BRICS group. Um, that rift is huge. I mean, it's World War III rift stuff, okay? And oh, yeah. and, and But here's the thing. The, West Illumin, the Western Illuminati groups, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the, that whole power structure, Global Satanic Crime Syndicate, they're provoking the Romanov families and the Illuminati over on the Russian side. They're provoking them. So it's like, I wonder if there's something there associated with the Georgia Guidestones. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just fishing right now. But, you know, but there's a rift. They're not getting along. You know, the World Economic Forum, their little group, whoever – they all are. I mean, we, they'll never tell everybody, you know, exactly who they all are. They don't. It's part of the secret. But the, the whole thing is, there are other factions. There are Illuminati factions, you know, that are in in China. You know, the Ling family is incredibly powerful, and unbelievably powerful. Um, they're the ones who are telling Jinping what he's supposed to do. Okay, and it's, and that same dynamic exists in Russia. So I wonder. I just wonder if that's there isn't something to this. Imminent World War Three, imminent re, uh, uh, unrolling of the fourth seal, sealed scroll. I don't know. I don't know. But it may be a predecessor, kind of like an in-your-face. You know what I mean? If if that if those Georgia Guidestones are important, really, really religiously, satanic religiously important to the Illuminati families that are running the West – then what a poke in the eye it would be for the Romanov-Ling Illuminati families to say, kaboom, in your face kind of thing, you know? I wonder if there's something that esoteric associated with it. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Dr. Joy? Well, you know, the thing about it is is that we have to remember at the end of days, every one of the kingdoms of this earth are being ruled by Satan. And so when we start thinking about who's the good guys in the mix of all of this, even though we might be, you know, seeing that we are the good guys and let's say Russia's the bad guy and China's the bad guy and that kind of thing. The problem is is that the leaders of our countries are a part of this Illuminati type group. And so when they talk about the end of days and about the Battle of Armageddon even though there's going to be blocks, the Asian block, the European block, and the Antichrist heading up one of those you know, blocks as far as the Euro- European group that will actually have some of the countries from the old Roman Empire. When you look at it from the standpoint of that the bride is going to hopefully be taken out of this so that you know, we're gone when these groups come together to fight at Armageddon, 
they literally are they're they're like the days of Noah. You have to remember that those giants were of the satanic lineage, but yet they were destroying violently everything that was on this planet. I mean, that's why the great flood happened and why God put you know Noah and the seven other souls that were worthy to be saved into the ark along with those animals. So we're looking at a time period right now like the days of Noah in which these satanic beings that are part of this uh, serpent lineage uh, are absolutely going to destroy everything here, and they're going to go at each other right and left. And so we have to look at there is not a good route to any. Thing that's going to establish itself as a military entity at the end of days. Every one of these blocks are being headed up by a group of people who are from the same root. You know, it's like we know that these serpent lineages exist, and we know those particular families that are a part, like you just mentioned, of those particular lineages. And the reason they were established was to do exactly what's happening. If you don't have this kind of group running this group over here for the Asian block and this group running this over the European block, then you can't bring about really Armageddon like it's got to be brought together. So yeah, if same, we think same, about same. what God tells us, yeah. be prepared that this is like the, you know, the, the one looks good and one looks bad, just like the tree of knowledge of good and evil, it's still got the same root in its state. Correct. Whether it's good looking or it's bad looking. Right. I tr- the way I try to explain it to people, and I know it's very, very complex, and, it, and you know, it, it, it's not as complicated as, as when you're first introduced to it, it feels highly complex. But as you step away from it, you've you got to back up. You've got to back, 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 back up and look at it from the, the ISS space station or the throne room of God. Real big picture stuff. You've got Satan at the tippity top. You could you could equate him with Hitler if you wanted to, um, but, but Satan at the tippity top. He's head of the board of directors. Then you've got the Draco reptilians. Okay, those are the those are the entities that have the wings like the Mothman. They're very very freaky, evil things. Uh, the, the Dracos. Then you've got. I'm not even going to get into all the different permutations of the reptilian beings you know they got the ones that are underground they got the nagas over in your you know uh, india you've got the ones that that are have been written about for many years underground in the tunnels uh in los angeles you've got the ones that are under the ground uh by the mormon tabernacle and in, in, that have been seen by bill schnobel and and company uh etc and anyway that, that but my point is this the, the the thing about it is you are exactly right. Getting wrapped up in trying to decipher who's who's who in the zoo kind of thing is not productive. What's really more productive is recognizing, to your point, Doctor Joy, that the um, that Satan is at the head of the board of directors. There is a board of directors mm-hmm. that are making decisions. They know Saint, God is in control of Satan. That's another thing to remember. So we already know God knows the beginning from the end. You know, people who talk about multiple timelines, you know, things like that, and they say you've been taken into the future. I don't discount them. And the reason I don't discount them is because I explain to them, they'll come back and they'll say, well, when I went into the future, everything looked conky dory and we were all hugging and kissing and, and having marshmallows and s'mores. And I'm like, well, you have to understand something. God injects judgments. So he has the ability to trash any given timeline. So time travel is irrelevant. God is in control. So once you realize that God is in control and he's doing – he's doing – Satan is being used by him on an executive severance package, essentially, okay, and and and, and he has a board, okay? But then it goes outward. Even – again, even Hitler, what an excellent example. What an excellent example. 
Hitler had the SS. That was a completely different arm of the military. He had the regular army, a completely different arm. He had different groups of regular armies, regular soldiers. These groups, he would pit them against one another. He would literally pit them against one another and have them rat each other out. And that is exactly what Satan is doing right now. To Lauren Peterson's credit, yeah, he's brought that up many times. He's, you know, so, so yes, you can get lost in the weeds real easy. But one of the things I, I like to tell people is I say, are all the Masons bad? Or do some of them just knock on the door on Saturday night and say Maha Bone so they can get chicken wings and watch porno movies? <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't really sit like that. That's pretty true. That is it true. is true. It is true. There's a bunch oh of them that God, don't know about them You're so much. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. There's, yes. I have two sticks in the drawer that They're have more intelligence than some They're of these the guys. They're the worker bees. Right. <laughs> they're worker they're bees. Yeah, the yeah, they're not at the top. They're just worker bees. That's right. <laughs> We're in fezes and going beep, beep, beep in the parade, you know? They don't get it. They don't get it. <laughs> I know. It's sad. Ben, did you want to jump in? <laughs> yeah, um, also, we know that, you know, as far as the Hitler and the SS, and that they were involved with the occult and that they were you know, communicating Amen. with entities uh, and receiving, you know, orders, technology, military directives. They were into a lot of stuff that was not understood on the surface. Even their explorations down in uh, South America, Antarctica, it was said that that new Schwabenland, um, uh, according to this project, uh, Talarian or something of that nature, a British SAS group went down there following them, uh, that they had built a base called New Schwabenland and that it was built onto an already existing structure and that this structure was very ancient and had high technology. And there was, you know, weird supernatural stuff going on with uh, these polar men and uh, all kind of weird uh, supernatural contact. And so there was some deep occultish stuff going on that you know most of the world was not privy to and did not understand. And that was also part of establishing their escape route because they, without a doubt, did go to South America, to Paraguay, uh, doing all right. the, you know, the genetic experiments with twins and things of that nature. And so all of that went down too. And then, you know, with the, uh, the golden Dawn, the order of the golden Dawn and the women, uh, Helena Blavatsky and all of the occult, um, basically witches and warlocks that were uh, doing the conjuring and involved in the demonic, contact with these supernatural beings um yeah that's a whole side of it as well you know that's the the direct principalities powers rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places that is still leading guiding and directing these secret societies and these mystery schools and they're the hidden hand you know they are the um the odds behind the mask 
that nobody mm-hmm. knows about and that everybody makes fun of people like us for, you know, shining the light uh, and exposing the darkness. And we're like telling you the truth and you hear uh, we're being ridiculed for all of these things and have been for so very long. But at least now it's in their face and, you know, people are being forced to re- reconsider. And um, I, I think that's a good thing. You know, we just need, uh, we just want people to awaken to the truth of what's up and that they can use that foresight to prepare themselves and their families for those things that are coming. Um, and of course, you know, the most important aspect of all of that is getting right with our Messiah, our King, our Lord, because salvation is through him and he is um, the stone that the builders rejected. He is the head cornerstone that will crush the beast system and kingdoms uh, as, you know, Daniel even spoke about thousands of years ago. So um, he is the promise. He is the resolution. We're not going to save ourselves. Uh, He's going to be the one that does it all. Which is amazing to me because um, I don't mean Jesus part, but what, what is amazing to me in alignment with what you were just saying is it blows me away how many people, and I can name names, um, Henry Macau, for example. I'm not picking on the man, but he doesn't know Jesus from a hole in the ground, and he's an expert on the Illuminati. And I wonder to myself, and David, I know yeah. You know, David Icke thinks that, yeah, the, right. that everything oh, yeah. that has to do with Jesus is of the devil because he, his perception – I would love David Icke to get saved. That would be the coolest thing ever. But anyway, um, but he <laughs> sees Christianity as the Roman Catholic Church, and he knows about the Roman Catholic Inquisition and all the slaughtering of the people. And so, of course, naturally, he thinks it's a bunch of con- control grid boulder dash okay? because he's, he's basing it on the wrong group. And it's, That's it's, right. it's, a, it's darn shame. I, I had a friend, and I want to toss the, toss the mic back to you, uh, Dr. Joy, but um, this, is, this is a very real reality that we all are surrounded by, and many of us may not even be aware of it. As a matter of fact, right now, when you think about it, this is horrible to consider, but I did some research on the, just the American churches. Just, there's, there's so many hundreds of thousands of American churches. Most people don't realize how big the whole church business is, and I do mean business in the United States. But anyway, and and they had these charts. And do you know, most people don't know this, in the United States of America, if you do charts, mathematical charts and, and polls, and you, you figure it out, they, which they did, approximately, and I'm doing just like a mean average right now, but approximately 60% of the churches, the Christian churches in the United States of America, believe that abortion is okay. That's right. That's amazing to me, Doesn't and I have yeah, exactly. And then and then get this. So I'm. This is weird. This is weird stuff. So I'm driving. I had a, a, this guy that became a friend of the family or whatever. My my wife at the time was, uh, you know, a dialysis nurse. And uh, anyway, so we we're driving down the road. And I'm t- I'm dropping off at the dialysis center, and he's um, 
He's sitting in the, in the passenger seat, and he's telling me about this time that he was down in Miami, and he saw my, Miami, and he saw these people doing a voodoo ritual, and the guy actually levitated in the air, and his eyes turned white, and he was hovering over fire, and the fire wasn't burning him, and um, and he's like, he, he's talking about how real Satan is and how real the devil is, and I'm like, dude, then why don't you believe in Jesus? <laughs> and he stopped talking and looked at me. He had this epiphany. He's like, oh, my gosh. So here he is totally believing in the devil, totally believing in Satan, an eyewitness to a voodoo ceremony, talking about it like, oh, my gosh. And I looked at him and I said, how can you believe what you saw in Miami and not believe in Jesus? But there right. are millions of people like that. There are millions of them. Right. It's sad. Joy? Yeah, it is unfortunate. Well, I, I mean, that, I think that's the biggest concern that I have, uh, and and the, and the most sadness that I have is that when I even try to get people on Facebook to react to things, you know, because I want to see really how they're gonna respond to what I put on Facebook, and you cannot imagine people who will come at you for reasons that they don't even know why they're saying what they're saying, and and if you give them a chance to just go at each other. I love to sit back and watch that because what I've, I've found is that people don't really understand what they believe. And then when they try to defend what they believe, they're out there in left field. And that's really the concern that I've seen even in churches, that they have established ground rules by what their beliefs are. But if you go talk to the congregation, they're not practicing what the established church was established for. And so nobody is communicating the truth. And, and it all boils down to is that Christians no longer read their manual, their Bible. Right. And the Bible translations right. has been done over the course number of years because anything that they want to copyright after the King James, they have to change something in the Bible to copyright it to make money off of it. And most people don't understand that when they're reading these newer translations, you better be very careful because there's been change, things changed so they couldn't be making money when they sell that product to you. So in looking at that and looking at people don't read their Bibles for themselves and the fact that when they ask the question out in the, in the public like that, do you believe in God, they usually say God. They do not say Jesus. Well, I'm going to tell you, you can look at any uh, Hollywood event. And when those people up there are gyrating and carrying on and cussing, and they get up there and they thank God for their, you know, new trophy that they've just gotten. Well, the God that they're actually doing that with is not a God that is of the Christian religion as we believe it. But they have this concept that God is a name by all, in other words, a different name worshiping the same God. And that God is love and that he's not going to send anybody to hell just like you're talking about. In this Catholic church situation and churches across America, you've got people saying it's okay to do abortions. And so they're going in those churches and people that are trying to stand up for the truth, they're smearing them, you know, they're destroying the churches. And before long, you're going to have people coming into churches when you stand up against situations that are going to start shooting and they're going to make it very scary for you to be a Christian. We are living at the end of days. And it tells us that at the end of days, those days are going to be like the days of Noah. And just like I said earlier, there was only eight people left to put on an ark. Everybody else was crazy, violent, all the serpent lineage. They were literally destroying the earth. So the same thing is going to happen in this situation that we're living in right now. There's going to be a catching away, a rapture. 
And when it happens, the bride is going out with the bridegroom. And everybody left here, it's going to be like what was left, had to go through that big, bad flood of Noah. And it's going to be a killing beyond words. I mean, when you talk about even the Battle of Armageddon, that, that blood is going to be at the level of a horse bridle for, you know, 200 uh, miles long. That's a lot of blood flowing. I mean, if you don't really stop and think about it, that's a lot of blood flowing. So we've got a situation that if we don't start, and we're doing, I think we three are doing this. Every time we get a chance to be on any kind of radio show or do anything, we're trying to preach to the people that will listen, that are riding the fence. It's time to get in God's pasture. Because if you're not in God's pasture and you're riding that fence, you are considered lukewarm, according to right. Revelation. He is going to spew you out of his mouth. You are not yes. going to make it into the gates of heaven. But for some people, they all think the road to heaven is just wide open. They're not reading their scriptures where it says that road is a pathway. And it's an ex- expectation that if you're going to continue to sin, you're going to end up with Satan. This thing about everybody believes that once they're saved, they're always saved, and they can... Say they're saved and then run out there and party and do pornography and do adultery and do all these things behind people's back and hide in closets doing it. They're not fooling anybody but themselves because God is not going to be mocked. He totally knows what everybody thinks, everything they say, everything they do. He's got covenants. He doesn't want things to happen. He tells you, don't murder. I mean, he's got his Ten Commandments. Don't murder. Don't steal don't commit adultery. You better not be divorcing people. I mean, all kinds of stuff are written in those words. And today, those words are being made into a mockery. When you oh, see our president gosh. stand in, in up there regard. and do what he's doing, you know, on TV, knocking what uh, Roe versus Wade was done by our Supreme Court of this country, and he you can turn around and say, well, then I'm going to find another way to give you a chance to kill babies. Well, you know as well as I do why they want to kill the babies. They've got to have the pineal gland hormones. They want to keep getting those aborted babies because they're using the baby's tissues, and that's what people don't get. There's an agenda yes. behind all of this. Those aborted babies are being used in all kinds of things. I mean, I wrote about that. I mean, they're using it in even uh, to test products on. I mean, it's just ungodly kind of things. And so, you know, if God doesn't come back, he'll have to apologize to, to Sodom and Gomorrah group because we have we are far past, in my opinion, uh, where Sodom and oh, no, Gomorrah yeah. was no, all those years yeah. ago. Yeah, no, I, I've had, when I was doing my research back in 2009 and 10, when, you know, I spent a lot of time researching everything, and I, I was, I, I had breakdowns like nervous you know fall on my knees and just sit there and cry for like 45 minutes heaving tears because of how horrible the things are that are happening out there and and i thought to myself god father how could you even allow this planet to exist yeah why haven't you vaporized it like 30 times over again i I just couldn't understand it and then of course you've got the the, i forget what psalm it is but there's the one psalm where it says his mercy endures forever his mercy endures forever his mercy endures forever and i and it's like you know it's it, it really is his mercy i have to keep on reminding myself there before the grace of god goeth i (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, then long you wanna, oh, suffering. 
real quick, real quick, I wanted to throw this out there. Just think about this. Jesus said in John, uh, oh, dog on it, uh, John 13, um, looking for the closest verse, uh, 34. He says, a new commandment that I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all the all will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Now go out on Facebook and see how much you see amongst the Christian community out there that follows the scripture. Yeah. As simple as this is, you see zero of this going on. You're not a you, you know, Christians, anybody who's an unbeliever that watches the way Christians are behaving right now would run for their lives. Yeah. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Then, do you want to go ahead and wrap up the program? <laughs> sure. Um, Father, we just thank you again for all of your protection and blessings upon our lives and that we are able to come together in this manner to use this platform to share our truth and the blessings and discernment that you've led us to. We just ask that you continue to help, help to allow us to help others to bring them to discernment, to help them prepare for those things that are coming because the hour is late, Lord, and certainly things are weird and so please continue to bless all those that are listening in that are seeking you that find the true guidance the true directive that they need to turn their lives around to get on their knees before you lord and to cry out to you to ask you to save them and that you come into their hearts and that they can accept you as savior messiah for those things that are coming in your name, in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much, both of you. I um, see we still have a couple of more moments on the clock, um, but that I don't think that's the end of the world. I don't know. Let's let's take a poll out there. Let's hear a praise offering for Jesus for anybody who wants to see, see us continue for the next <laughs> three and a half minutes here. Let's, let's listen. No, uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh, that's a lot of people. I, I'm I, I'm just I'm I'm just kidding. Praise God. Thank you guys, uh, Dr. Joy Zen. This was really a I never imagined a conversation about the the doggone Georgia Guidestones <laughs> to right. becoming so interesting because it, it, there were so many things that were brought up tonight that I that I just never occurred to me. And so now I'm going to be dwelling on this for a while. I think we all are. We're going to be we're going to be watching and saying, okay, what's next? Oh, yes. by the way, I want to know Zen. Uh, your comment about the bringing down of the twin towers being sort of like uh, a kickoff a kickoff message for the global right. satanic crime syndicate. Well, uh, evidently Lauren Peterson's listening in, and he, he he jumps on a text messenger and he's like, "I'm with Zen. It's a it's a landmark event. They're sending a message to all of the other evil ones right. that this is a turning That's point. Right. It could be true. Yes. It was. It could be it. Yeah. Right. Well, there's going to be a falling away. Towers, the the falling away. Yeah. Huh? The two was well, made that... into one. You know, as far as I the towers. Know. No, you're right. You're exactly right. Yeah. And they do. The uh, the evil ones take the Bible and they, you know, one of the things that Peterson brought up years ago, I never, never occurred to me. Uh, the Tower of Babel, the scripture. That's right. It's, it's Genesis 11, verse 9, 9-11. 
He turned everything wow. into upside down. Yeah. Isaiah 29. It's just amazing. To them, it's just a big game. The Bible's like this encoded thing. Right. You have to flip upside down in order to see what, you know what I mean? Yes. 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 And they encode, you know, these false flag events on the currency as well. Uh, so, yes. yeah, they're way ahead in, you know, uh, enacting and performing and bringing forth these kinds of events. Well, you, you, you guys both well, heard um, – about the, um, the the movie They Live, right? You guys both know that I didn't know. Right. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I I saw the movie They Live, but I had forgotten what what the elite were saying at the very end of the movie. And I, I the movie was made in ninth, and the, the 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 two heroines, the two guys that were wearing the glasses and seeing all the creepy reptilian things, they walk into the elite, the leader having a meeting at the very end. And they actually say, we are going to institute, I don't, I don't know what they called it, but the, essentially the global reset on, by the year 2025. They actually <laughs> – Here we go. They actually say that in that movie, They Live. They, th- those words are wow. going to do it in 2025. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's the that's, – so my prediction is, is as follows. I don't know if this is going to happen. We'll see. But my prediction is how we get there, how bumpy it is, that's beside the point. The big picture guess on my part, guesstimation would be SCOTUS institutes the law that says that the legislatures, by the way, it's, it's, it's in action. They're going to vote on it, I think, Monday, tomorrow, that the legislatures of the individual states make the call on whether or not the state goes red or blue, period. No more judges will be involved ever again, just the state legislatures. If that occurs, and by the way, many of the states are starting to remove the, uh, the, the ballot boxes already. They're making them illegal. So if this occurs, Trump does make it into 2024. He does get voted in, which, of course, would be – it would just give – I mean, all, the, saint, all the, the global satanic crimes syndicate would just go. They would flip out. They would flip out. And then – they assassinate him. And there you mm. have the beginning of the end. Because all, <laughs> the, all the militias, all the right-wing militias, everybody out there is going to the streets if that happens. Because they know, but they're afraid. Think about it. They're putting good people, no, to your point, Zen, no habeas corpus. The FBI's breaking in 3 o'clock in the morning, taking Mom Pa Kettle and putting them in jail over this forged, fake, false flag J- January 6th event. We all know it's a bunch of bunk. The, but they're afraid for their lives. These people, these legislatures are afraid for their lives. Do you know they're paying $250 uh, cash for anybody who takes a picture of a Supreme Court justice out having dinner, walking their dog, whatever? If they take a picture of the SCOTUS person and they put it up on twitter they get 250 bucks cash wow yeah that's how how, people are afraid for their lives yes it's going to be something that's going to get a lot worse i mean we're living at the end of the days we we know that this is going to get really bad really bad so the the reason so to qualify real quick so in 20 in the beginning of 2016, around about February, Bill Gates, and we know that you know he's an angel in disguise, right? Of course, no, he's he's one of them. He's a terror. But anyway, this entity, Gates, said publicly to the entire world, 
He said, when I look at Donald Trump, I see John F. Kennedy. Now, what, what is the Illuminati code? We're going to shoot him. That's the Illuminati mm. code. John F. Kennedy, when Bill Gates calls Donald Trump John F. Kennedy, he is saying, we are going to shoot him in the head. That is what he is saying. That's the Illuminati code. All right, well, guess what else? Where did, where did Donald Trump, immediately after the pandemic hit the United States of America, where did Donald Trump make his uh, State of the Union address? Or, or it was some kind of a big address that he made. Where did he do it? He sat across from Brett Baer and one other Fox representative. His chair was on the left side. Their chairs were on the right side of what? The Lincoln Memorial. Lincoln. Mm-hmm. AFK. Lincoln. Yes. Two assassinated presidents. We've had, I don't know, probably six people on this program that have had visions and dreams of Donald Trump in a casket. Yes. Of the Simpsons movie. Oh, it is? Of the Simpsons episode, too. Oh, yeah, they predict that Donald Trump would be shot as well. Oh, my gosh. Well, then guess what? We know it is a fact now. (laughs) The Simpsons are never wrong. If I was him, I... Right. If I was him, I'd stay so far away from politics, you can get me close to it. You know, you have to almost right. wonder, I mean, you know, having done this as long as the three of us have done this, you almost have to wonder in the back of your head whether or not he's kind of like in on it, and is it going to be an Epstein-like event where they fake it and then run him down over to like Mount Weather or something in the underground. You know what I mean? You know, the whole thing is all – everything is planned out by this evil agenda. I mean, they are bringing all the world to this the apocalyptic times. I mean, it's, they know <laughs> their time is short, and they're going to do whatever they can do to destroy God's creation. That's the whole yeah. intent, and to take every yeah. man's soul that they can get to go with them, they're trying to take their souls. I know, and, and Zen, to your point, when you said all oh, the world's a stage, I, I had a mini vision of Michael Jackson moonwalking. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, anyway, right. God bless you all. Thank you so much, the both of you. I so enjoyed this program. I always enjoy it when you join us. I know the uh, the listeners do very much too. And wow, so much to think about. And it certainly could very well be the landmark event. That says uh, tally ho and away we go, kind of thing. So, we go. anyways, buckle up, folks. Drawing close to the Lord. Read your Bible. Uh, don't do what the church tells you to do by any means. Okay, and be ready because when you know our departure comes, we don't want to say, "Uh oh, I'm still here." Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus, for everybody for joining us. Thank you, Doctor Joy. Thank you, Doctor uh, Zen. <laughs> you Love should be y'all. A doctor. You should be an emeritus doctor with all the books that you've read, Zen. Uh, but anyway, um, right. you know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. He's like, what, what, you must have read like 5,000 books by now. But anyway, um, let's see here. <laughs> it's true. Uh, our next program will be Wednesday at 7 p.m., Lord willing. God bless you all for joining us tonight. Thank you, Zen. Thank you, Joy. Love you all. Good night. Love Good you, night. too. Be blessed. Take care. Sure. Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We seek you with all our might. Sinners set the mercy of grace. Redeemed we are by your embrace. Praise his holy name. Yes, 
praise the King of Kings. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? For you we will endure Until you come back for your bride To set her free Write our names in your book of life We are cleansed through your holy sacrifice As we lift your name on high Renew our mind, renew our soul Remove the scars from our past And be most righteous I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds For they shall see my glory 